You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the Lionel Richie podcast. The Lionel Richie podcast you've always wanted. The only one, the only actually, there's probably a bunch. I wonder how many there are. That's probably a fucking bunch. Um, I bet there's three, and one of them's really good, and the other two are just hacks. Kind of inactive. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. And uh, we are excited again. (laughs) Again, we are. So we (laughs) we enjoy every episode. But certain episodes, we do the Birdman, uh, you know, rub your hands together sort of mm-hmm. thing, get a little excited. Uh, and this is one of those. Chris Anderson. So uh, before You're we right. get into all that, the though. The other Birdman. Let's. Mm. Yeah, the other Birdman. <laughs> before we get into all that, let's. Let's acting like he knows. He does. He, knows. he knows more than he puts on. Let's yeah. give a shout out. He's on the internet a lot. <laughs> I am on the internet a lot. That's true. Also, he had like a moment. He did. He had a he had a comeback, which was really a nice story. Yeah, it was a nice story. Tat blasted. He was he was one of the tat blasted. Yeah. Did you see? Have you guys seen the? I think it's on Instagram, pretty prevalent. Uh, the evolution where it shows his like his you know uh, profile pictures, his chest ups. No. And it shows him uh, every year in his NBA career as he evolves. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Where's he now? Not playing. Oh, not playing. Not playing. Not playing anywhere. Not even uh, overseas. Let's look it up while we do an ad for our friends at Deathwish Inc. Okay, Deathwish. Simultaneously looking up the Birdman. All right, so uh, we're reaching into the vault today because Deathwish is a label that has quite an extensive catalog. I'm picking out Shipwreck. 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 Ad. Their Shipwreck. Abyss. Is their full length. Um. The EP, they did a 7-inch right before this, Squall, that was a cool little single. Their first 7-inch really hit hard at the time. They were kind of the young boys to the guns up, have heart, verse, crowd kind of thing. But they were a little harder, a little more integrity influence, but from Boston. Um, I think I think if they had their way, they would have sounded more like Cast Iron Hike or 454 Big Block. But I don't think those bands were good. Interesting. Um, Cast Iron Hike? I tried. I wanted to like I that. Fuck with it. Yeah. Cast Iron Hike is one that like kind of still gets a nod, and I don't know if it holds up. I wanted God, to like it so it. much, yeah. um, but I didn't. But I do like Shipwreck. Uh, this LP is a. I don't know if it's a concept record, but it's definitely a fully formed, as we're fond of saying, record where uh, there's a concept to it, and it's pretty cool. So you should go get that. And uh, anything else we want to check out at the Deathwish store? Really, just scroll through that back catalog. We don't know what they got planned for 2019. Now they're very withholding, even from us. Seriously, what, it's not state secrets, my dude. Come on, we just want to know about it. Uh, Birdman was uh, so. By the way, everybody, we're talking about Chris Anderson, former uh, professional basketball player. Yeah. Uh, when originally I was talking about baby yeah, Birdman, Birdman, but now, but now I'm talking about Chris Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Anderson, uh, interestingly. 
so he was waived from the Hornets as soon as he was acquired. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's 2017. Trade filler. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. They they do that. To matching them. salaries. They get you money out. Yeah. Uh, so he was reported to have signed a contract with the big. Th- with the big three oh, to join shit. the draft pool. Do you know what the big three is? I have no is. idea. All right. Do you oh, know? Is, yeah, it, is it like big baller brand? Yeah. <laughs> Not well. too far off. Ice Cube is the uh, commissioner. Okay. I'm, I'm back in this owner. already. Back in it. Michael Rappaport is the uh, sideline interviewer. I back it. They are a three-on-three basketball league that is in its, it's going into its second season, perhaps, yeah. maybe, maybe third. third. Um, they, they got in with some NBA talent as player coaches, a.k.a. Okay. Allen Iverson is the player coach. AKA, everybody, he played for two minutes. That. Everybody loves to see that, though. He played for two minutes and gave several interviews where he said, hey, this shit is over. <laughs> I can't dunk. I haven't dunked in 10 years. <laughs> I, ain't, I cannot play bad. It was really good. Um, so I don't know if it's good or entertaining. I'd go. I'd go for free. It's three on three full court basketball. So it's fast, though. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, but it's all like dudes that are like, you ever like go to those theaters where it's just like, hey, this movie was like just out of most theaters so you can see it for five bucks. Oh, yeah. cheap theaters. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. It's like dudes that like just retired. So it's still like. Honestly, that. I, yeah. If, if you really want. price was right, I think that's cool. It's yeah. not like a Legends game where it's like, oh, you you put on 50 pounds. This is something. Stop playing. Right. This is something that would happen in the armory. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I like that. Like you could go and hang out with Antoine Walker and Glenn Big Dog Robinson. It's probably fantastic. probably take pictures with them and buy them a hot dog. To be honest, that's true. So so uh, we're going to Barclays Center this summer to go watch the oh, Big yeah. Three. Uh, did just, he get drafted? How did he not get drafted yet? Oh, he's in. He's he's drafted. He's I in. wanted him to go to the Beijing he, Ducks he, like Marbury. He uh, helped the uh, power, which is a team, uh-huh. I guess. Uh, uh, it's also a TV program. Yes, it is. Win the uh, 2018 Big Three championship. Oh wow, good job, uh, Chris yeah. Anderson. Always winning. Does he have any NBA championships? I'm trying to remember. He Nuggets. might have been on one of those Heat teams, though. He might have been on one of those Heat teams that won. What do we got? Uh, he was on the Nuggets. Nuggets uh, was early. Then he was on the Hornets. And then he was on the I feel the like he might have been on, like, damn. 2013-2016 uh, Heat. So oh, what? so he, he no, missed it. he was, he, uh, yeah, because the Heat won in 2011-2012, 2012-2013. So he was on the team that lost to the Spurs. Also, 2016-2017 Cavs? So yeah, he probably had a spin there. That was a funny. They win a championship. Did he play? Um, they went to the finals. That sixteen was that the three to one. It might be. Uh, Anyways, sports. Well, we got to priming the pump. Yeah. So we're talking right. about sports. So when we get to, yeah. there's a lot to talk about with this guy, by the way. Also, for his 18th birthday, he, he got his first tattoo on his 18th birthday. It was a gift from his mother. Uh, she had she has tattoos of her own from her association with the Banditos Motorcycle Club. Of also, he is the only NBA player, or he's the only student of Blinn College to ever play NBA basketball. I don't even know what Blinn College is. Never heard of it before in my life. Uh, and he was the target of an elaborate catfishing hoax in 2013. Wow. Mm. Not, not like, uh, what was the dude from the, from the Fighting oh. Irish? Manti Teo? Yeah. Manti Teo, yeah. yeah. And he had a fake girlfriend. They're like, yo, it's fake. And he was like, but I love her. Like, he you know what? not hearing it. We've talked about it on this podcast. People that low rate my dude for falling in love can kiss my ass. We love love. You know who would never get catfished? Sam Yarmouth from Triple B Records. Not yeah. once. Not once. Because uh, he got, he's got that, you know, doctor, what's his name? Dr. Evil. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. He's got that BBB energy. Yeah. 
So uh, Dr. Claw, it. Sam yeah. of Triple B, uh, yes. never catfished once, uh, has been putting out hella good records. Uh, yes. yes. That, so for people at home, Next those time, are the, those are. It. Hold on. Let's let's hear Sam's fingers tap across the uh, his evil board. Oh, there it is. There it is. So fucking evil. So. Uh, Next time, gadget. <laughs> oh, really good. Whoa, that, really, that was yeah, really give good. Give us another one of those. You're too far away from the mic when you do I'm that sorry. low voice. Wait till I have. Wait till you see what I have for you. Next time, gadget. <laughs> Yo, we need to get you a cat. So, okay. I'm allergic. Is that right? Yeah. Give it's me a dog. Kind of tragic. No, cats are. But you want to be able to pet one when they come up to you. I mean, I do, and I just make sure. Yeah, I don't then you just my got eyes. hives. Um, okay. You what should tr- check out this never-ending game promo date. Got it. <laughs> you should. You should, actually. Uh, look, can we say never-ending game um, along uh, with uh, uh, sir, so reserving dirt nap, certainly, but also who, who who's the... Uh, they just fucking headlined FYA. Three Knee Deep. Three Knee Deep. Can we say that there is like... Inc- a renaissance there of, is i um, think there's a renaissance for ridiculous heavy music face wreck hello yeah it's <laughs> true face they headlined went over well. an after show <laughs> face wreck went over well sure. but so there might be a renaissance right now uh and everybody owes it to yourself to be in on the ground floor pick up that never-ending game release what is it it's a promo promo tape two song promo tape go get oh, it get that physical listen to that you're gonna fucking go nuts uh i heard they had one of the standout performances at this year's fuck your attitude fest in tampa florida i don't doubt that for a second that's what i heard um okay uh what are you drinking it bob iced tea yeah it's it's crazy so do you add the do you come with no iced tea and you just leave the bag in there or what, what what's you your deal no i have a like a sun tea jar mm. like old style two tea bags mm-hmm. in there let it do its thing yes uh then i i put a little sugar in Okay. I'm still. And then I put in these, and then I refill, and then I fill the other two. So I have four. Mm. That's why you have to pee like three times an episode. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a lot of liquid. I'm doing like almost 200 ounces a day, maybe more. Goddamn. Staying high. At what point does it It become dangerous? It's what I've asked. I don't know. I think, no, it's it's, it's, it's a lot. It's contingent on your body. It's a lot. And it's a lot. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't, I never feel weird. It actually is really nice um, because it's a lot of water. And it's helped me quit drinking soda almost completely, other wow. than special occasion. It's awesome. Uh, for both of our sponsors, you're gonna yes. you're gonna want to use a promo code to get ten percent off. For people at home, A X E T O G R I N D. You guys are better than I. I would never be able to do it like that. Um, I gave you credit to someone uh, not long ago. Who was it? For my That's, inability to spell. No, your ability, your your lyrical ability, and uh, some of your song platforms. Because I was like. Even though you can't sing that well, mm. you have a, a good uh, flow. Yeah. Okay. And when you hear like Caroline, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I point to that. I'm saying, if you don't like Pat's vocals, listen to her and listen to what she does with him. Because maybe that's a side. So Pat should be you. a ghostwriter, is what you're saying. He could be. I could be. Yeah. I think he could be. I think he'd do quite well. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm being asked to write some country songs right now. But anyway, that's an interesting flow for you. It is. I've. I've. I've ghostwritten a few country songs actually, and 
I'm pretty fucking good at it, but they're creepy. They're like, when are you getting creepy. the writer credit like, so you can get some publishing yeah. creepy? It's a great question. When are we moving to uh, Nashville? When are you going to fucking write his row? Let's see, we could do like A X E T O G R I N D. Buy yourself a shirt. I think that maybe an LP. I think that R I N D part doesn't quite sing yet, but we can. No, I actually didn't mind it. I liked how you did the split up. I actually stole from the Chappelle show. Okay. Well, anyway, if we could do the A X E. T O G R I N D. Buy yourself a shirt, maybe an LP. Oh, wow! All right, yeah, we can put this. We're No, I'm sorry, I'm not. I didn't make your fucking. I'm not in a star is born like you, fucking Bradley. Okay, we can put it together. So, look, if you call us at seven three two four four three three eight eight seven with your jingle, and it's good, we're gonna give you some stuff. I don't know. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody, both labels and listeners report that that 10% is killing it in these stores. So fucking go do it. And for, in the streets. It's and killing it in the streets. Killing it in the streets. <laughs> get yourself so, a fanny pack. Get whatever yourself, they call it. What do they call it now? Is a that, clout bag. Clout bag? Yeah. That's what you put all your... That's what it's called, a clout bag. Now, it's, is it like a shoulder bag now? Like, no one wants to call it a fanny pack. Clout bag. Are you fucking with me? And I think that's what it's called. Well, it's a supreme clout bag? Yeah. I'll look it up right now. See if it comes up when I when I search. Well, clout like what bag. is Trail of Lies thing called? That's mm. like I'm going to the gym bag. Mm. Like I don't feel like carrying a duffel bag. Um, when I search clout bag, it all comes. It's Fashion Nova's selling it. Poshmark really? selling they're it. Status. It a clout bag. Uh, they're all calling it a clout bag. I hate it so much. Wow. Clout gear sells bags. Wow. <laughs> New sponsor, cloutgear.com. Wow. Fix right. your rig. All right, everybody. Cloutgear.com. You use that promo code. Make sure you yeah, you, you sing song it into the yeah. fucking uh <laughs> use uh uh voice to text. Speak to your monitor. Axe to grind. There you go. There we go. Uh guess what today is? <clears throat> oh fuck. Is it Mosh Madness? <laughs> Mosh Madness. We got a jump ball. We We got a jump ball. Let's fucking go in, my dudes. The possession arrow is to Bob. Let's go. Part three. Um, We're going to do... This is another mix. Last time, part two. How do we feel about part two? Strong. It was a good good mix. Outside, who were the... Vane and Nails gave us more than a mid-tempo. Yeah. There's a couple of fast parts, the rest of it. A lot I think of standard gonna, rock. Yeah, I think we get a couple. Man, there's a couple highlights on here. So I think excited. you guys are gonna be happy uh, because every episode could be someone's first episode. Rules of the game: listen to the records before you vote. Yes. If you aren't listening to the records, you're not playing the game the right way. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat. And you game. will be disqualified. Yeah, we don't know how to yeah. DQ you, but we 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 got <laughs> some high could, ups. We you would. know, we've been doing so well with Twitter. The, the high ups are been. We might have a connection at Twitter executive office. I'll get Jack on the phone. Okay, mm. fuck it. When and are we and getting, it'll be deleted. When are we getting that check. Uh, hopefully soon. Can we get the certified? Oh, you want the Twitter yeah. money? Oh, the blue check. Verified. Not the check, Jack. No, the verified. Yeah, we okay. do. I, I, I want the money. Right? Uh, yes. I How did verified. you get it? Did you have to? Rep- you have to apply for it. Uh, no. That's when he made his personal Wikipedia page and all that shit. That's when... <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, actually, I tried to back shit up by being like, look, I exist. And mm. then they said, you don't exist. But I did... I personally... No, my band is checked. My you, personal account oh, your is personal not account. checked. Yeah, yeah. Not do checked. you ever use your personal account? He does. I do to pro, promo uh, comic stuff. 
No, yeah. you know what happened was um, he talked to he was at one of those big parties he goes to right. Haley, his Haley, model friend. Sure, yep. That's right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And they kind of they just they went over to somebody's like, hey, this guy's with us. Can you? And they were like, oh sure. Yeah. And they pushed a button on their phone and that's verified. Yeah. Is there a certain number you got to hit? Uh, no, actually. Uh, so there's two ways to do it. If you have a direct line to uh, to either Twitter or Instagram, uh, as some labels do, right? Uh, because sure. you'll notice some labels pick up artists. They have 300 followers and and they're uh, they're checked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one way to do it. Uh, I think the self defense one did it organically, just by having enough engagement. You guys had a good engagement for yeah. a long time. Yeah. When did it stop? Oh, it's still good. It's just assholes. <laughs> it's like now it's just people that you wouldn't want to deal Has with. Has Axe Grind been good or bad for the uh, average self-defense Twitter engagement? Honestly, it's very interesting. I don't see a you don't ton. You see a ton of crossovers. Uh, yeah, okay. really interesting. I see a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Okay. And if you promoted it more, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he's trying. You heard his diatribe on that on the one I'm trying. I'm trying to promote everybody. Lift well, you got to promote your stuff. What's up with PCR? Uh, okay, everybody at home. Actually, uh, off, cam- some off, off, off off mic, we're going to talk about some cool, okay, cool. thing that I'll promote. Pro- I'll use this platform for mm-hmm. all of our sakes. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, one of my comics just came to a close. It'll be available as a trade paperback in April. Uh, another one is uh, a trade paperback is a compilation of like or graphic novel. Yeah, you oh, can, okay. it's, it's like yeah, the uh, I all a five Watchmen issues. graphic novel because I want to see what it's all about. There you, you go. go. To, never, uh, never read it. No, and well, uh, to a lay person, you're exactly right. Trade paperback, uh, they take what's single issues, what is often called floppies, uh, yes. and they put them together. Uh, typically, four, five, or six. Okay. Um, so is instead it of getting twenty-two all put pages together, yeah, oh yeah. Like, is it like no? They don't glue those pieces. They don't glue those individual comics together. And like just spi- put it in no, a spine. No, 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 no. Separate, separate, separate printing. printing. And yeah. if you work for like places that are work for hire, it's your second income is when those things when are collected. When it hits to trade, which right. is nice. So, so that's a big. That's a good luck. So any of our listeners who work at comic shops, or if you got, I know that someone we work for has to have some connection to a Barnes and Noble. I want that trade in there. Uh, and put in front of everyone. Put in front of every, we, we'll get, everyone. If you guys get it in there, we'll push for the end cap program. So <laughs> now, so it, once your your book hits, the, welcome to comic book. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I find this stuff fascinating. This is fascinating. If so, once it hits a trade book or whatever the fuck yeah. you just call it, trade paperback or hardcover. It's all the language but then is confusing it hits because there's a lot of like a bookstore and not just a comic book store. It gets out of the comic book correct. ghetto. Is uh, that correct? Yes, uh, it can. It do, not necessarily does because you, won't, can. you I can't go into Barnes and Noble and buy your comic. No, but you can pick up some of my trades there. Um, yeah, and uh, same thing with Amazon. No, Amazon does carry your stuff. Amazon carries yeah. a lot of stuff. Amazon's uh, huge. I mean, so. they just carry everything. Uh, yeah, but I have a new series coming out in February called Nobody's in Control. That is uh, for fans of conspiracy stuff. It is my favorite work that I've done, and it will. It has the most niche audience. It's like being in a band. It's it's when you look at something that you've created that you're deeply proud of, and you know that it is for a niche that like will probably really love it, and nobody outside of that may even be inclined to pick it up. Yeah. You're like, damn. What a frustrating existence I have. How far are we from your shared universe? I am because a, I feel like it's a stretch to do PCR and the what was the book the Hawaiian Runner Survival Fetish Survival Fetish. We could create that as a, a same world, but it's a stretch. So for people like oh shit Hawaii those islands 
are on their own tip. Okay, I, that's frozen. Oh, in hold time. on, let, let, let me let me let me let because you should. These uh, Pat, I am a comic book reader um, on the regular. Pat's last two books, I think, are his strongest effort. Uh, Patience, Conviction, Revenge is my favorite of his work because it leans more to stuff that I'm interested in. It's exciting. It's fast. It's got a large cast of characters that are immediately familiar and fun within the first issue. Um, the uh, Survival Fetish is a really good book that has a unique spin that I think would appeal to uh, PCR, Patience, Conviction, Revenge, is good for anyone who likes action comics, uh, sci-fi, kind of like, you know, or superhero stuff they'd really dig. Survival Fetish, if you're more of an indie reader, I think you'd vibe on. It's got a, it's got an action slant to it, but it would play really well as a movie. So, I own it. So Survival it's Fetish, fun. Survival Fetish, uh, you know how, this is going to sound grandiose, you, you know how uh, uh, John, John Carpenter has his Apocalypse trilogy? Yeah. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with this? Uh, so I'm not trying to do trilogies, but I'm trying to do mirror books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wrote a book a few years ago called There's Nothing There. I really love it. Uh, but the only people that really love it as much as I do are women who work at comic book stores. You know what I mean? It did not find a larger audience. So, but I tried with survival fetish to tell similar themes, but right. through a hyper-masculine lens and see Hope what, you can like grow out there. See, we'll see what the, see if there would be a different response. See like if people even picked up on those themes being similar or whatever, uh-huh. but uh, survival fetish is for some of our listeners, probably the one that uh, pulls from a lot of like, do you know who I'm trying to get to write the forward? Uh, the Baron from Amoebix who emailed me oh, back. Oh yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. Now that's a huge win. Uh, if I could get it, it wouldn't mean a thing to any of my readers, but it would mean the world to me. I consider it a very crust uh, piece of fiction. You guys throw him like a fifty. What? How does this work? What's that? How do, what do you, you throw him a sawbuck? How do you get him to do this? Uh, he was just very, very uh, magnanimous and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm a busy guy, but if I can get this in time for it to matter to you, then I'll try to do that." That's sick. Uh, very cool. Shit. So, how'd you get his? What is it, like the he, Baron at? No, no, no. He does, he's, that, yeah. <laughs> no he, he's got another thing that he does for a living, and you yeah. can reach him through that. Yeah. But, but the, uh, uh, it, it's. Uh, so for crust people, maybe that's... Will he sing on so, the War Profiteer record? I would love, oh, that's, that's, that's where that's we're building to. Really? Wait a second. So Monolith is not still paying the bills full time. Are we? Is that where we're positing It here? may not be paying the bills full time. Uh, he's Would now, that be a warning to all of you nascent punk music writers? Mm, that you should develop a craft as, Careers are as Rob Miller has, uh, making swords. Mm, did you see Andrew's video where he was sharpening a knife? No. I think yeah, you got, you don't follow him enough. I think he's he might be getting into craft stuff. We need to figure that okay, out. Okay, right. which I, I told him I was like, let's get trade jobs. Let's go. Yeah, let's do this. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, check out my comic book stuff. Even you don't nec- you don't got to like anything I say on here to potentially enjoy those. No, no. Yeah, you barely have to like Patrick. Netflix, it probably helps Netflix if you special don't. in 2020. Survival mm-hmm. Fetish would make quite a good Netflix uh, vehicle. Um, Patience, Conviction, Revenge. We're waiting for the next uh, set. So hey, man. If Gerard Way can do it, why can't you? It's a great question. Umbrella mm-hmm. Academy. Fiction. Very successful for him, yeah. Very, very well. Is that uh, is that like in the scheme of things? Is that a big... Is uh, it, it, I don't know it, anything about it. It went big, and the big difference was that it was well-respected. Yes. So... A lot it was popular and yes, like and critically. critically. Yes. So now it helps that he was working with a truly do? brilliant artist. But go on. He's the writer, like you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he obviously has some visual kind of expertise. Yeah, he's like an aesthetic guy. Yeah. How much of that do you do? 
Uh, you well, had seen his unbagging videos, my dude. Yeah, watch Yeah, watch, I mean, watch my Insta so stories. Incredible. Um, um, but I mean, like, do you like give your tracer, whoever the fuck, tracer? <laughs> I know. I watch fucking Illustrator. You're a tracer. Um, He's been watching that Greg Land video. Yes, true. That uh, was one of the Kevin Smith movies. Like, yes, you're a tracer. No. Oh, uh, uh, chasing uh, Amy. Chasing Go on. Amy. Do you give them any kind of indication what you're looking for? Uh, or do you say like, here's the story. This person oh, should be. This is such a good question. Six four three hundred. Whatever not the fuck. Here. Well, okay. When you're in the creator-owned sphere, which is most of my work, uh, even if it's partially owned, even if the media rights are partially owned by a publisher, right. it's creator-owned work, which means uh, there would be financial benefit if I cut an artist out of character creation, but yes. it would be considered very gauche to do so. Yeah. So, so like if uh, so. Everything is created, everything is shared creative credits uh, yeah. because it's really considered. So the way it could work would be Patrick would say, Bob as the illustrator. Okay, Bob, uh, I'm here's the, the lead character is six foot four, average build, uh, gruff looking, uh, right. kind of th- this kind of Indiana Jones meets John Goodman. John Goodman. So <laughs> give him that vest and uh, a pack of Marlboros. I draw something and he go nailed it. Or you know what? Show me something else. Give me a little more of X. And then back and forth to create something. Like you negotiate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now the storytelling, once you get past character creation, is where that there's a couple different models of how that typically works. So for Patience Conviction Revenge, uh, I hit the artist and I, I sent him a, fr- a, a reference image of Michael Jira from Swans wearing a cowboy hat. And I said, this guy but Jewish. And he hit me back with a blonde man wearing a yarmulke. And it still worked. And I said, I said, fuck it. That's perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's the future. It. Things are wild. Let's do it. Let's go. And and as Excellent. you write the story, there's there's um maybe there's more detail where it's literally an artist, uh, a writer breaking it down panel by panel. Like first panel, this big, right, da, da, right. Da, da, this happens. Next panel, yeah. And then there's the uh, more the Marvel method, which is what they call it. You think that's yeah? It, so which is more. Here's the basic idea on this page. Maybe hit these beats, and then the artist delivers something to you, and then the writer basically can mold right. his script to that. Does anyone do both? Uh, like soup hybrid, to nuts. There's hybrid stuff in all. Oh, of I mean, oh, like I write the comic book and I also draw it. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Are those the bigger ones? Um, some of them are massive, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Uh, in the in the there's an indie world. So <laughs> let me put it like this. The equivalent of the basement to Coachella jump that we see some acts do. Yeah. The biggest sellers in the world, in the United States, I should say, because I think the biggest seller in the world is like an asterisk fucking comic yes. from Belgium. Correct. And and yes, it, you're totally and, right. The Bible. And and, and technically <laughs> the Bible. And technically illustrated. It, technically, if we count uh, serialized manga, then you have. Oh, so it, it's not. Oh an, it's, my god! It's not an apples to apples. The point is serialized th- manga. Dude, you should see the comic book stores in Belgium. It's wild. Yeah, they're they bookstores. They're really? beautiful. They're beautiful. Um, I can't. Believe, I wanted to get so many things, but they're all. Yeah. You know, they're French or French or German. Yeah, it sucks. Um, the the, the uh, but anyway the, the uh, where, where were we um, being being biggest the, biggest writers uh, oh, basement of Coachella so, so basement of Coachella there's a couple uh, people that in are indie creators do everything themselves and then have this crossover success where they sell like I think pre-orders on I forget her name she's quite big right now her 
current book pre-orders were like a million. A million copies. That's inconceivable. Yes. For and, crazy. But for some for some of our listeners who maybe have dipped in and out of comics, there's breakout successes like things like uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. That mm-hmm. is a th- that's one creator top to bottom, mm-hmm. uh, oh. and that person's life was changed by that Quite book's success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like was Stan Lee a T to B guy? Nope. No, no, writer. no. He's 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 even on his death, he was publicly murdered for being anything but that. Yes. And it was very low class, and creators who Super did that can fight class. me in the parking lot. But yeah. it's basically he was quite the opposite. He would sometimes famously call artists, stay on the phone with them for 15 minutes, say, I want this, this, and this. There should be some conflict in the middle. Call me back if you got any problems. Click. Yep. And like so artists And then write to that quite a bit. Right. So then he uh, so then he would get the art back and do this do the dialogue. For it, so like imagine I told you, here's the plot. Make sure you have this scene. Make sure you have this. Make sure of that. Go and like if people, there's people who skewer him because there's a feeling there was a thought that he got more credit than due than a lot of his co-creators, and he did. And there's a reason for that. It's because he was a tireless (laughs) self-promoter, and he was out there for 50 years doing it, and and also he was fucking prolific, right. Uh, I mean, and and many of his fun, co-creators yeah. were also prolific, and there was some financial impact. But as I understand, it's not like he died impoverished, but he Stanley. certainly yeah he certainly didn't uh, he certainly didn't have the wealth or Trillions fame that, that someone would that many would have assumed. I would assume like after all these fucking movies and shit that he was like like also a billionaire company on the rights to everything. Uh, DC Marvel. Oh, Marvel Marvel Marvel. But who was uh, Marvel? Marvel's, he, Marvel's publishing history is so wild. It's he been never bought and was, sold. He never owned Marvel? He owned it No, briefly. no, no. He, so, so no, he, he so, had an ownership stake at one point, but never oh, wow. full. Right. So he was always just either editor-in-chief or publisher, and then he got the presented by credit. Yep. Uh, and then on those Marvel movies, he's an executive credit as yep. as part of a deal, like an exit yeah. deal, yeah, as yeah, yeah. partial uh, respect uh, thing, whatever. I thought Marvel was his. No, 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 no. no. no, no. He actually... Uh, you know, it, the other reason that he gets all the credit and his co-creators don't uh, is because he navigated a very, very uh, tricky corporate landscape yes. in a way that I I know personally I could not, and I doubt very few people could. And I'm not... He also did it tastefully in a way where he, even when... like. Even when things were not great, it's like in a marriage when it's like, yeah. yeah, it's not like he was sleeping in the other room or sleeping on the couch. He was he had his own apartment three towns away. Right. Right, right, right. Even when things were that dire, on the face of it, make mine marvel. Yeah. Excelsior. Yeah, yeah. Everything was cool. Wow. So a, a weird company man who... He went from the weird company man who was the hustle, like... Shit, things are bad. I guess I better do eight jobs at once right now. Yeah. And be the hustle and bustle, like nervous, get everything done yeah. guy to face the company to at times where he's like a purely symbolic thing yeah. and is kind of being given the like, yeah, no, stay over there from internal. I've never read anything about his relationship with Jim Shooter, and I would like to know what that was like. I think he directly fired uh, directly hired him and directly fired him. Interesting. Uh, Shooter, this is weird. Yeah. Shooter came on. Shooter was legitimately a kid. So Shooter, uh, Jim With Shooter, Marvel Jim as Shooter, a teen. as a teen, Jim Shooter became the editor in chief uh, very quickly. 
uh, as like a 22 year old, the big at, boss at 22, and okay. made everybody big mad. Uh, he is a genius in the way that like I wouldn't compare him to like Hitler or somebody like that, but like no. in in a in the way that. Give me somebody who, through draconian measures, makes the trains run on time. I don't know who that is. And had a singular vision that was so strong and powerful that he willed a huge level of success out of nothing, but was also, and was appreciated, but at the same time, a lot of people who worked with him were like, "Ah, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's he, he's he got. And they hated him, or because he, he had it. They hated him when he came he in. Hated his methodology. He hated him. They hated his him when he came in because he was fifteen to twenty years younger yes. than everybody, right. and had very definite ideas on how things should go. Right. And when so, is this? Mm, what is that? Uh, that's seventies Marvel before. Late seventies, oh, long time ago. Late seventies yeah. into the early mid eighties. So, so is he still there? No, no, no. no. Right. Hasn't been. He's, he's been, been, he's been run been out of several places. Yeah. Uh, he, to his credit, no matter what anybody wants to say about him, he digs his heels in when he believes he is right. Uh, a lot of people accuse him of rewriting history. That may be true. I wasn't there, uh, but he is a fascinating. And he co- has a really, he has a very clear, direct, and um, almost unbelievable way he pitches the history that he remembers. Yeah. It's, so it's like, yeah, if you want to say you think he's rewriting it, okay, but he just told us about the color of your shoes. Right. So yeah, I mean, so he's either he's either highly delusional or a skilled liar or this is the truth. Got it. So there was your comic book podcast for a little while, guys. Yes, we guys. Should, all right. Good night. Mosh Madness. Let's do it. 32 minutes in, the mosh begins. The 32 mosh begins. minutes in. The mosh begins. Well, I mean, they do like the preview shows on like yeah. CBS or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not milking it as bad as those do. Should we do, um, I think this would be a nice, on these episodes, because we've yeah. got one coming, we should put notes for when the record, when the talk about whatever record starts yeah, in should. our, because I, I want to give people an easy way to reference um, if they're listening and want to stop and listen to the record and then listen to our conversation. It's cool idea. Okay, so yeah. we'll do that. We aren't going to do that kind of stuff all the time, but we'll do that for these episodes for sure. Yes. All right. Today, part three of round today, one. Today, today. Incendiary, Cost of Living, 2013. Whoop! Bitter End, Illusions of Dominance, 2015. Uh, Tough matchup to yeah. start. Downpressor, Don't Need a Reason, 2013. Up against No Tolerance, You Walk Alone, 2015. Code Orange. Wow. <laughs> I am king. Oh, dramatic. 2014. Up against Detain, Capital Punishment, mm. 2017. Harm Reduction Records. Mm. Big pun tribute record. Mm. And finally... Last but certainly not least, Criminal Instinct, Fever, 2014. Fever. Up against Angel Dust, Rock the Fuck On Forever, 2016. Let's get it on. Let's fucking do it, my G. Let's get it on. Incendiary, Cost of Living. Uh, Start us off, Tom. Are we ending with that one? Yeah, no, you go in while I go pee. Yeah. And then I'll pee. What the fuck? I gotta talk to a wall here? Yeah, talk to it. Go on. I'm here. Incendiary, Cost of Living. I mean, what can you say? What can, what can you welcome. say? No, come on. I think, um, depending on the rest of the uh, field, this may be my favorite record on the in the mm. in the field. The Turncoat record's up there too. The Foundation record. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else. 
You got a few. There are a few. Yeah, there's got to be a few. Um, Product in New York? Huh? Once you see the whole thing. Yeah. Once I see the bracket. I I mean, I think this is great. It's funny. I hadn't listened to it in a very long time. Yeah. Um, This is their first proper full length. Second. Second. That Crusade. Oh, Crusades is before this. That they, some, like a label, I don't remember where they were from. Right. Somewhere, like, odd, like New Hampshire, like somewhere. Mm -hmm. Had it out and then uh, Close Casket reissued it. That's right. So this is their second, but this is like their first like foray into like the coming out party. World. Yes. Um, this is when so- this is when being a product of New York became a, something that mattered because before that everybody's like, yeah, we know, yeah. we're all here too. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. I think um, it's funny listening to it now after hearing Thousand Mile Stare, and this is so much more raw than mm. you would uh, than I remembered it. It's like one of those things. It's like. It's so in, like ingrained in my like conscious. Like I know these songs in and out, and I've seen them played a thousand times. That it's like I don't ba- go back and revisit this record, but yeah. it's still very very good. Um, production's better on the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the all the the performances are better on the new one. What the more, hell? more rapid on the new one? More uh, Patrick's getting in. His there is certainly back. more rap on the new one. Yes. Uh, I mean, the new one's just way more of a, like, a professional record, I think. Um, what if he just came up to you and was like, Hey, Pat, heard you like rap, but 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 and just punched you in the fucking face. You know what? <laughs> the dude from Incendiary for him talking about rapping on the record Yeah, maybe so Garone just, I mean, he does do Muay Thai. He could take you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks pretty, like, kind of like... He was like, a rugby player. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he looks short, thick. Is that right? He's not that short, but yeah, he's pretty thick. Yeah, uh, he'll fuck you up. I mean, he definitely fucked me up, yeah. but, the, but the point is... I don't say I don't think telling me raps is a fucking diss. No, no it's, it's, a, it's a statement of fact. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great record. This is my favorite incendiary record. Um, yeah, and I think this was like the start of their kind of ascent. Mm. It was a perfect mixture because I think it was close casket coming into their own, and incendiary came into their own at the same time. And Agree with kind that. Of yeah. Like they built off each other. That's a great point. This is uh, this is twenty thirteen. Uh, 2013 and there's several this is a great example death wish triple b revelation victory labels have kind of mile marker records Mm -hmm. records that basically either are symbolic of the era that it came out in or just kind of like flag posts or uh, what do they call it Uh, tent posts yeah tent poles poles. there we go tent posts um we're going camping folks yeah Uh, Tenpole records that kind of put the label up, and I think this one certainly is like if you it's had like to a pick, perfect storm. And if you had yeah. to pick five closed casket records to date, this is probably right in that mix. This might be number one for yeah. most people. Yeah, this Quite that honestly. that Twitching Tongues record, yep. a couple others, right? Arms way and arms yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, my take on Incendiary, not a band I was super familiar with, just because i think i heard them way back I was like oh this is all right not totally my thing let me you know and then was in and out of things and this is like in the same way as you had law school and you were super busy mm-hmm. this is during a time where i was working a lot and yeah. just like it happens my favorite song off this record was primitive rage yeah. okay. for some reason yeah, that yeah, really yeah. stuck with me the first song makes me think a lot of 108 kind of like the noodling part over yeah. the like is that zeitgeist Yes. Like, there's that, that like, solo. Yeah. yeah. Is it fair to say that Brennan Sounds has a Zach De La Rocha thing going 100%. on? Um, Discord. Now, here's something I think you guys are both much more Converge fans than me. There's certain parts on this that make me think about Converge. 
they're not nearly as like technical maybe uh-huh. but there's like that discordant like there's a lot going on and it has that this is going to fall apart energy but it's clearly not falling apart yeah um and i said musically it reminded me of a fusion of like the mid 90s victory metallic hardcore yes and then late 90s metalcore-ish stuff and i mean it's there's indecision-ish stuff here. Don't I don't think anybody would that. ignore that. Interesting. Yeah. So that's, you know, let's not spade a spade. Um, I also think the drumming on this separates it from a lot of things. I think there's a nice variety of drumming. It's a great drummer. Right. It yeah. gives it it gives it a texture on what I would consider a very mid-tempo record through and through. Some really interesting shit. He's very on. tasteful. He's Dan's yeah. a great drummer. And I yeah, he plays a lot of shit that it's like it's not just plotting it's very this yeah he has a, a few things yeah, yeah stuff's moving around yeah. so i i enjoyed it it did feel a little long for me but that's because uh, it's not my lane for stuff in whole but it had a good energy and vocally he kind of went back and forth at parts where i was literally going yeah if you told me there this was zach de la rocha lost tracks you know i could hear that a lot of people fuck with that real hard yeah, think, so yeah uh I like this record. I I don't know if I'm in a majority or minority by saying I think that the next record they come into their own and stand out. And because to me, this is still in debt to its influences. And, and I think by the next record, uh, either they pulled in more or mm. it's less in a shadow. But uh, this record to me is not them at their fullest. What what is the big change from this record to the next record? Obviously, we've we've mentioned production. Yeah, we'll what else? Yeah. Pro- production's major. Uh, vocally, he takes way more chances on the next one, uh, and the band plays with greater confidence on the next one. Uh, so, I get that this is the record that meant a lot to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really cemented them as as yeah. a thing to care about for 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 many. But uh, sonically. I just think that the next record is done with such, like I said, confidence that it's it, it's uh, I can't I can't defer to this one, and I I know that we try to talk about things separate on their own merit. In that case, this is a very capable, uh, as Bob said, late later later mid this is this is a very capable 1996 1988 uh, 1998 record. yeah 1996 yeah. to 1998 record uh with a, a youthful uh exuberance exuberance uh so i'm not mad at it i just i think i just lean heavy towards the record after this what i think about this record too is that there's a and i think about it with some of this some of the um records i think it's indebted to as influences mm-hmm is that even if it's not your style or your lane, there's an energy and kind of a passion behind it that you mm-hmm. can feel. Like, yeah, I absolutely. think that's true on this record. And um, I think this is a very special record to some people. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they feel like this is, you know, we talk about it, it's a, a flagpole record for Close Casket. I think it's a flagpole record for a lot of people's entry to hardcore and being into hardcore. No question. This record. So, pretty big one. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> did but, th- sorry, go on. No, did this band? This is another band from Long Island slash New York, right? 
not the same pool of kids as Backtrack, but parallel, kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all in, they're all buddies. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. It's kind of funny to think about that and to say because I don't think those two bands get talked about in the same breath because they were in different worlds, basically, but not totally. No, you know, no, no. They they could play together, but but uh, if you're from if you're not attending those shows that they would play together, then you would think, oh yes, right. one, one one plays for the NYHC worshiper kids, and the other plays maybe for you could say the early 2000s worshiper kids, whatever. You, mm. you, could, you could frame it like that, or you could say, here's kind of the rough kids, here's kind of the, the, the more open access crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could, there's a lot of ways you could frame it and find little differences, but almost certainly they played together or at least attended each other's shows. I'm sure they did. I yeah. booked them together. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you, mm-hmm. go. you always yeah. act like you're not a promoter. Well, I booked. I booked. Indeci- I got to put together my like when Indecision would play our own shows. I mm-hmm. booked. I booked the lineup. Yo, cheat code. Book your own fucking shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, all right, we got this room. We can do whatever we want. So I got the, my friend's band, Thirsty. Mm. I got backtrack before anyone gave a shit. I got incendiary before anyone really gave mm. a shit. Ground and floor. Ma- maximum penalty. Ground floor. Mm. And us. Yeah, Good show. Cool. Sold out. It was great. Yeah. That's when you told Max Penn they could only play the demo. I was gonna say, was that the Max Penn Renaissance? Um, Max Penasance. The Max Penasance? Was that right? I don't know. Do you know. remember there was one? Yes. yes. There was one. Yeah. This might have been before. Okay. Sick. You're really ground floor. I know. I, I love think them you were from here. the get. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Incendiary. Cool. Yep. Cost of Living. Next record. And we have talked about this once. If you didn't hear us talk about Bitter End, Illusions of Dominance, released on Death Wish in 2015, on our Mosh Madness, the Bubble episode, go back, listen to that. But we can talk about it a little more. Okay. It's fucking sick. It's fucking sick. <laughs> it's so fucking sick. Yeah. Yo, I feel a weird personal victory at, at, at people being like, yeah, these later fucking Bitter End records are great just because, I, do you remember when I was the voice in the wilderness being like, you oh, were one I, love of this, I love this record. Yeah. Yo, I, I just feel good. I hope that like our listeners are, maybe they will always love the shit, but like if they did not check it out, I hope that us being effusive about it is mm-hmm. getting you to check it out. It's so good. So it's so good. Um, I'm one of the idiots that missed it. God fucking damn it. I'm an OG bitter end head, but I missed this record because I thought the cover is kind of boring, whatever, whatever <laughs> kind of complaints I might have. It's faster than Guilty as Charged. Mm-hmm. It might be faster than Climate of Fear. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. It's more. It's Different just, lineup, right? Like, is that some changes? Yeah, over the yeah, years. So yeah. I mean, I mean they, that makes a big point. I think this is this record was released nine years after Climate of Fear. Goddamn! Yeah. So this record, uh, the big, I, I picked a different standout track this time. I picked the Crushing Madness. But the other song I wanted to note: Did you guys listen to the song "Conversation with Death"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a back and forth, and I think there's the the. I'm not always a fan of prominent second like backup vocals. Prominent backup vocals that I think are in the voice of death. Great <laughs> that gets you. It was so good. Death, that is death, great. death of the devil always, death, works. Da, 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 da. always works. That's how Daniel like pictured. Like, all right, so in this, you're doing your death. <laughs> your death. You're literally the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels more aggressive than most bands' first record. And yeah, that says, and it feels more passionate and just more everything. And it's their third LP. It, like. It's so 10 years into being a band. Yeah. Props. I, I, can I say my hot take? Yeah, please. 
um, that we spoke about earlier. So it's not that it's lukewarm to you guys. Okay, but it might, but it might burn the listeners. In the field of sixty-four, Daniel, best vocalist in the whole thing. Yeah, I think that is okay. That might singe some eyebrows, but if people if think you really about it, fucking they, think about it, dude. Yeah, if they think about it, some, he might be right there. He's. It's one of those things where you think about a heavyweight fighter, and it's like. Was Evander Holyfield the best boxer of the 90s? Yeah. Right? I mean, who else? Mike Tyson say Tyson? for a minute. Tyson was getting his ass beat by him. He even got though beat Tyson, by 91. You know what? Tyson in 86, I'm taking over Evander in, in oh, 92. Course, yeah. But Evander Holyfield, he was beating some ass. Yeah. He I wasn't anyone's favorite boxer. No. Nobody's favorite no, boxer. But he was fucking good. Yeah. I, but I think Daniel's voice, mm. he's a lyricist who writes rhymes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're not corny. Well, he's gotten better, so better as a lyricist do. and vocalist over the years, and I don't think he settled into a groove. I think yeah. he just kept getting better. Yeah, I think this, yeah, this record's fucking awesome and highly slept on. I feel like they didn't play his mind, you know. Some yeah, kind no, of for that all the things that Pete sure. reasons to not. But this, like, the recording's cool. His vocals got even harsher. Great song titles. I put it. Yes, no, great song for sure. title. All the song titles could be other bands' name. Or album um, title. Yeah. So if you're looking for a band name, go look at that record. Listen to the my song. If it's band, a good my next song, band's gonna be called Realm of Despair because yeah. that was my jam on this. There one. you go. It was the other. I said. I said. Reaction. Crushing death. Conversation with that. Crushing madness. The crushing madness. That's a crust band's waiting to happen right yeah. now. Conversation with death. It's all good. Um, yeah. This record slept on. This is one of the big revelations from this tournament for us doing the thing that we wanted this thing to do, which was exposing us to great records we missed. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of records out there. Wow. You gotta and miss a couple. It's a, yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Now you get to catch up Something a little bit. Something gets through the net each time. Incendiary Cost of Living up against Bitter End Illusions of Dominance. I'm going Bitter End. As am I. I'm going to say that... Um, Halftime, Incendiary is leading by like 18 points. Yep. It's like, oh, this is going to be a runaway. Yeah. Frank Reich runs on the field. Yeah, exactly. And um, fucking bitter ends. Now they're chucking up threes and they're going in. Mm. They're going in. It's getting close. It's getting close. <laughs> and um, they're Steph down Curry by with one. the shot. Buzzer. They're down by one. Three seconds left. They inbound the ball. Daniel Rosen takes a jumper from the corner. Oh. Contested. Contested. In and out. Oh! And Sandiari wins, but it's fucking close. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the, the, uh, the uh, is it the 80, I think it's the 87 finals, or it's the 85. It's Magic hits a mini jump hook to put the Lakers up. Yeah. And it was like a famous last minute shot. Yeah. What people forget is Bird had a shot from the corner. And it just rims out. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, that, that was the big, thing. might have been the difference. So, uh, Guess what? Our votes don't count, though. Yeah. Your vote does. Yeah. So yes. go listen to both these records. Yeah. They're both. Yeah. B- bitter and bitter end one in the most academic way because our votes don't matter. Yes, exactly. Thanks for not winning, anyone. Yeah. All right. Next up, Downpressor, Don't Need a Reason, released in 2013 on 6131 Records. Up against No Tolerance, You Walk Alone, released in 2015 on Painkiller Records. Mm. Let's start with Downpressor. I have no relationship to this band outside of Taylor Young telling me consistently that this is the best band in the world for the last seven years. Mm. I have no relationship. Zero. You weren't in on the Brass Monkey demo? I was not. No. You don't mm. know the intro? Mm. No. The Down Pressure intro is... 
I have World no relationship modern with modern classic. As they no say. relation. I do actually think that their album art is very pro looking. It's good. That's a good. You know cut. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to go deep cut real quick? Yeah, please. Have you seen their first album art, Perverted Justice, released on Street Cleaner Records? Don't know if I have. Let me see if I can pull it up really quick. The backstory on this is that this was released by Todd. Um, Todd, Todd Jones, Jones of Nails. Of Nails and such. And it's my art concept. Oh, I have seen this. Yes. yes. Which is based on yeah, yeah, yeah. a Incredible Hulk, uh, Secret Wars Marvel Comics, where all the heroes are trapped underground and standing in the middle is the Hulk holding up X amount of tons of, of rock above him. And this was to be pivoted to be one kid holding up the entire world. Visually, I like the execution of it. So, mm. cool. I do like their art on the Don't Need a Reason record as well. So. It's pretty hard. Yeah, very yeah. hard. Uh, I have, not only do I not have a relationship previously, I just got to be honest and say I don't have a relationship now. Like this, mm-hmm. this record did not, I thought it was all competently done. I thought it was like capable players mm-hmm. doing a thing well that just did not strike my heart in any real way. Okay. And I don't, I don't know what the reason is. Technically, this is a step to the left of what I would like anyway. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a certain drumming element that I, is just not for my ears, but I can't dial in why this doesn't do anything for it. Yeah. Can't, can't figure it out. Highlight for me is the track Mercy on Judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked it. Tasteful double bass. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I mean, you might have just dialed in why I don't like a thing. Go on. What, the double bass? Yeah. Well, this is the part. I'm not typically a fan. It has to be really tasteful double bass. Um, I thought it was proficient. There's a unique gruffiness in the vocals. And I said gruffiness, not gruffness, because he... Isn't always gruff. It's like, like yeah, gravelly yeah. talking yeah, very gravelly. with a little bit of like gravelly and raspy. So you can use every trope word to describe. Yeah. It sounds like a beard is singing at you, basically. Um, good tempo changes. Not all hard music. Not all heavy. There's some faster parts yes. that they lean into. There's definitely some faster parts. Right. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the tempo changes. I This is the first time I sat with this record. I enjoyed it. Me too. I whew, I thought it was really solid. It makes me curious to... They have a new record coming this year. On a certain label that we're friends with. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Don't so. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. Let's just say... Even if we have a lot wrong, of friends. Even if we're wrong, let's just say we have a lot of friends. Yeah, got a lot of friends. Um, so, and well-wishers. Anyways... I like the record. I probably will go back and listen to some tracks. You liked it too. I liked it. And we were trying to describe it. It's again, it's like, it's a hardcore record. It's not a metalcore record. It's That's not true. The, it's, I, I, some hardness, I, some heaviness, but not a metalcore record. Right. Some if, metal parts. If I had, if someone's like, tell me what it sounds like, it doesn't sound just like this, but it's in the buried alive lane. That it's fast and heavy and moshy, but still a hardcore record mm-hmm. in and of itself. I think that was a good. Comparison. I thought that's what it kind of. I don't know if it, I mean. It, I don't know if it necessarily does. I think the drums kind of struck me as buried alive ish. Uh huh. Kind of choppy. Um. But yeah, it was another record that I was like, I know the band and like I've seen them, but like I never really listened mm-hmm. to the record. I I was happily surprised. This band started at around the same time as uh, well. They were kind of peers with the band Violation from mm-hmm. California, right? Who I think has gained traction in their posthumous state. Yeah. Um, they were great. 
No, they were from they were from uh, Oxnard slash Santa Barbara Carpinteria, and they were really good. Boat and Downpressor are all were guys from Santa Barbara, and then kind of I think they've all migrated to LA as as one does. And yeah, they had a unique hardness and heaviness while still kind of maintaining some speed. You know, right? Like. I There's, think hardcore kids like them. Oh yeah. While metalcore kids don't, like may not even Might know not, about them. that. And that's the part. I, I think there's an ability for them. And and on this record, I think there's it doesn't get too fast. Like was it no. too fast for you? Yeah. It was too <laughs> yeah. fast for you. Okay. On occasion, yes. On occasion. I uh, I mean, like I said, I think when I, I think that I think that there's an openness for kids who like even heavier or more ignorant stuff to get down with this. Even if fast things, this could be the only thing with fast parts they listen to. Oh, I'm sure that's actually the case for a lot of kids like in California. Like a kid who yeah. likes World of Pain could fuck with Downpressor. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't know who Breakdown is. Because it's yeah. undeniably fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah. no getting around that. And on the right, like, you know, right kind of heavy label. Yep. I think have kids that may not have been privy to their music before may be, you know, going forward. Very true. This, this is a weird head-to-head that we're doing right now because we're about to jump into No Tolerance, who you guys could tell me more about. I, this was the hardest, for, this is the hardest matchup for me so far. Because, in, a, in a negative way. Yeah, because yeah. just neither of these records resonated. resonated with me. I listened to them both and thought these are capable records done by people that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I just did not mosh my living room. Okay. Anything else on Downpress before we move? No. no okay. I'm good. So with that, let's pivot to No Tolerance, You Walk Alone. You want to start us? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Confront Worship to me. Yeah. Uh, confront uh, and straight ahead. 2015 Painkiller okay. Records, yeah. To me, it's, it sounds like Confront and mm-hmm. some straight ahead mixed in. It's cool. I don't know if I'd ever listen to it again. Uh, to me, I pick up on a lot of um, Brotherhood. I actually hear more AF on this record. I hear some like uh, victim in pain and like uh, liberty and justice style stuff because their tempo slows down on their seven inch in demo. They're just painfully fast and the confront things there too. It was kind of like always confront brotherhood. That definitely is so fucking confronting. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a blastiness to their speed that I think puts them in. Where like no tolerance finds themselves with more fans who like, and these are guys who were in Mind Eraser, right? Soul Swallower, you know, and they're doing other band, you know, innumerable forms is the singer's other band he sings in, you know. So this is a band who finds a lot of interest in worlds that aren't all straight edge hardcore. There's nods at Youth of Today. Yes, um, I like it. I don't like the production. No, I, I actually hate it. think the production really doesn't work for this record, um, and it has always been my gripe with this record and I put it on the shelf so? for a long time. Do you think it's like not... It, I think it should be dirtier. That's what, Okay, so it's oh, it's not a perfectly produced record and it's not a no. fucking hardcore produced record. It's somewhere in between and it's just... Oh, see, to me, that's interesting because... You're going I, the other way. Yeah, I wouldn't need uh, rougher out of this. Yeah. I, I would need... Um, <laughs> I would need more present. Like to me, this I could put this on at a coffee shop, and that's not a thing I should be able to do for a mm. hardcore record. I don't feel like this. This doesn't hurt to listen to, nor does it like groove with you. So I don't it doesn't know. Move the needle at all. Doesn't move it's the needle there. for me. Yeah. And I and I honestly, after listening to it and being like with a kind of like a concerned ear, I was thinking they're doing a lot right. 
So why don't I love this? You know what I mean? And I, the production is a big part of what I I like the drums. Um, I like, uh, even though it's kind of low in the mix sometimes I like, I mean, there's cool skank parts. It's cool. There's cool parts on this. It just didn't, um, it didn't really inspire me, which is a funny thing to say. I, I like a lot of the records that this group of people have done and it just felt odd. The production on this just didn't hit me. I would have liked them and maybe that's maybe your take was right. It kind of fall in the middle where if it was way dirtier, I would have been like, oh, this is cool and raw. Right. Or if it was way cleaner, maybe maybe stuff stands out more brightly. But it just it just didn't it didn't it whelmed me, you know? Mm. <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there the number you have reached is 100.7 wmms it wasn't just a radio station it was a lifestyle Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure I feel like yeah yeah the wrath of the buzzer wmms Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Any so, other? Th- I mean, this isn't something you would have been listening to anyways, PK. But, no, 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 no. But like of this style, like how does it hit you? You know, like something that's more, I mean, this, is, this isn't youth crew. No, But it's not. fast, straight edge, hardcore. Yeah, um... So this can win me much quicker than youth group, for example. Right? Sure, yes, we can, yes, we can yes. both characterize neither as as what I reach for, but yeah. but With uh, something going faster and more aggressive, you will take over. Oh yeah, uh, a youth group tempo, particularly if something has like actual flow to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And which is probably my. My beef with, sorry, everybody, we're going to editorialize for a second. Uh, definitely my beef with power violence, definitely my beef uh, with youth crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people bring it up as a beef with kind of like chaotic music, I totally hear them on that. Although I'm, I sometimes that stuff can get right through my, sometimes you can, you yeah, know, you let it through. Um, but if you are like, if we, if we look at something like minor threat, uh, those songs flow beautifully, you yes. know what I mean? And some people would chalk that up to maybe a pop sensibility because those kids were pulling from, bah, 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 bah. Yep. I don't think that's true. I think that there, that might exist 
in a very naturally occurring state. Uh, I think those songs flow and I'm not mad at people whose aesthetic choice is to not flow at all. I'm not mad at it. It's just not what I'm going to reach for. You know what I mean? Most of the time. So, uh, the, this stuff, uh, maybe doesn't flow enough for it to have ever been a favorite. Yeah. I don't think I I don't feel the flow on this record very much. Uh, but the best fat, like the best power violence or any of that stuff are records that flow and they do that with some tempo changes because as we talked about with other records that are really far from something like power violence or grind like code orange, if you, you need some tempo changes on a power violence record so you can distinguish songs. Yeah. You can hear distinct pieces and those things can be very catchy, but you need to have something that's allowing you to know this is not part of the same song. Right. Uh, and this, uh, you know, honestly, a record past this, depending on what direction they wanted to go in with production that I, that actually pleased my ears in any fucking way mm-hmm. could be something, but this just wasn't for me. Okay. All right. And, and to say good things, I do, you know, I actually like the cover of this record, <laughs> you know, I think it's a cool looking record. Uh, and you know, this is something more in my lane and I actually like their demo and seven inch a lot more than this. So, you know, this isn't dismissal of the band outright. It's just, this didn't hit me the way I would have liked it to. All right. So it sounds like down presser one for you and I, Yep. Tom, what you got? Well, it's funny going into it. I was like, even though everyone thinks I'm like the metalcore guy, yeah, yeah. I like not hardcore. Yeah. I I think that's apparent. Go, no, but going into it, I was like, oh, I'll probably like this No Tolerance record more yep. than Down Presser, just because I like fucking yeah. Youth of Today. I like that sort of shit. Yep. And I'm happy to say that I actually would have, I, I preferred the Down Presser record as well. Okay. And my favorite track on that No Tolerance record is Never the Same. That one stood out for me. So. Gotcha. All right. Your jaw is freaking me out, man. You're popping it? Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very oh. Like, dude, loud. It, like, It'll catch on the mic. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> Stop doing that. You can keep going. I don't care. But <laughs> I wish I could pop the other side. I can only pop Can't one. Can't do that one? Oh, I can wow. only pop one side. Yeah, yeah that's not really a good sign. <laughs> Let's watch out for your TBJ yeah. stuff. All right. Uh, Code Orange, I Am King, 2014, Death Wish, Inc. Detain, Capital mm. Punishment, 2017. Is Pat allowed Harm to? Reduction Records. I, You're going to get a say, call either way you vote. So no, he's gonna, wisely. He knows what he knows which one's more painful. So do I have to, <laughs> do I have to recuse myself here? Yes. Um, Feel the pain. Um, harm reduction records. So we're putting that out there. Um, you have you are the uh, CEO of harm true. reduction. Records. Yeah, that's true. However, Dre. however, mm. do you know who the co CEO or at least at one point was of harm reduction records? I'm going to say it's that. Uh, Jamie Codenarch? That that is That's correct. Right. Ja- Jamie and I started. So this shit. is a, a really this is um, a cousin. This is cousin. Two straight edge dudes picking harm reduction. I, you know what? It kind of had like an I hate God sort of feel to it. So uh, I liked it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a treatment modality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is the fight at the family reunion. Mm. And it may be, it's not brother sister, but it's maybe like a battle between like a cousin, like, like a, that one cousin you saw once and, and squirted you in the eye when you were six and he was eight. And now you see him, you're like, he still looks like a fucking turd. Yeah, he ain't shit. Like, now I'm big. I don't want to punch his dude in his yeah. fucking mouth. So let's start with Code Orange. I am fist king. Fight. Fist fight. Uh, fist fight old school knife fight. <laughs> I thought, I still think I like forever better and forever is where they, for me, like congeal and all that. Uh, but I listen to this. There's some fucking heavy and hard tracks on this fucking record. Uh, I remember being impressed at the time, and 
I think it's only because that band continues to push themselves that maybe I am looking forward to the next thing mm-hmm. each time and not going back as much as I should. This is a pretty fucking good record. Very good record. Yeah. And live, it's there's very few bands in my my elder years. Yep. That you're watching, and they're like, all right, this is frightening. <laughs> yeah, it's menacing. And it, I feel like this is menacing. Like my world, the song is. Oh yeah. My world, yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. menacing. I, I, I fucking that song is fucking like four minutes or whatever the fuck it is of just fuck. I love menace, man. The, I mean, it's menace. I like and the, the punk dude, band, the menace. There you go. The dude from Lifeless is on it. Like it's just really fucking like it's like oh this could go terribly. Yeah. Like yeah, someone yeah. could get carried out. Sure. I love the song I Am King. I yep. think that's a great song. Mm-hmm. My favorite track is Unclean Spirit. Interesting. If you guys are familiar. Yeah. Is that the slower one? No, I think it has a bunch going on. I think it's basically a showcase song. It's in the first half of the record. Okay. Yep. Um, I also like the song Starve, which is weird. But like, there was one part of it that I was like, I liked it a lot. Um, it kind of is a really odd sounding song. Uh, this is not a record I really like. Right. I have deep dive listened to this before. Mm-hmm. I tried to give it virgin ears um, because I you've given it a fair shake I have this to band yeah. uh, this record uh, when it came out in 2014 everyone repped it literally everyone was behind this record people who you wouldn't have expected to like something that was like this and I'm like okay I'm gonna listen to this because a lot of people who like stuff much more in common with my taste are have really yeah. like and are not like not like yeah that's cool are like, no, this is it. The game changer. Yeah. And I was so, like, oddly, like, I, what? This is, and what I really think it boils down to is that people were all in for the live experience. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, these guys are cool, they're nice, you know, so they had all the right, not not the right people, but they had everyone excited for them, and especially because they're live. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. And behind the record, and that's in a positive way. Um, the things I would say about the record... It's dark. Yeah. It's brooding. This is a, there's no light. There's, this is a very, yeah. Uh, this is a, like you guys use the word menacing. It's a dark record. Um, it's more so than their prior effort, Love is Love or Forever. I feel like it's a fully formed, like the flow might flow better than Forever unless you really go, with Forever, they were trying to do something different, which I think they were. And with mm-hmm. Love is Love, I think they were doing something very different. So it, it does, it's got more cohesion than either of those records. Like you can, I don't think you would, other than a couple tracks, you should, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to the whole album. Right. And there's songs and not parts. Yeah. They yeah. don't run into each other. You're kind of like, what, what part, what song right. is this it's part It's flowing. From? Yeah. Right. Um, is this a mosh metal slash metalcore hybrid? Yes. Okay. That's yes. the way I yeah. took it because it's got some smart parts. It's got a lot of thought to what they're doing and how they're putting it together. But then there's just some blisteringly like heavy yeah. shit going on. Um, the song Dreams in Inertia, are you guys familiar with that? That's mm-hmm. the more like the prettier. Yeah. Structurally, that song I said, and I don't say this in a diss way, has more in common with like a hum song than like a hardcore song. I think yeah. they'd be fucking stoked on that. Right. And yeah. I mean, I think that's the interesting part is as I talked about when we discussed Love is Love, I think if you're looking at this band in an objective way, um, you can say this was a left turn. Sure. But if you listen to Love is Love and then listen to this, 
forever, I think, gives you so much more context when you listen to all three in a row. Love is love. Right, They're right. figuring things out, working through things, but also creating at the same time. But there are heavy parts, and there's some darker parts and some kind of ugly parts to it. And they got real ugly with I'm King, but also really hard. Like, Forever is probably a more grotesque-sounding record, mm -hmm. but... I Am King is a really dark, brooding kind of record. Lyrically, I can't make much out, and I haven't dove that hard into lyrics. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a, there's a consistency to the records if you want to listen to them that you can find. Um, it's a cool trilogy. It makes sense together. I, th I what I'm wondering, yeah. I think what's going to happen, who knows? I think the, yeah. I think that Love is Love is going to end up being the prequel, is going to end up being the, uh, not solo. It's going to be the Rogue One. Got it's it. going to end up being the Rogue yeah. One, and, and this and next people, record and that's going to be, be the, this is going to, that's going to be the uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. That's kind of what I suspect. And I this think is Empire Strikes Back. This is Empire Strikes this is, Back. This is no, 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 this, no, is no, no this is Hope. This is New Hope. So this is New Got Hope. Um, and forever, yeah, the forever could be ret uh, 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 Empire. Yeah. So while this is not really my style, I think you can't deny if you. We got asked, and we'll we'll dive on this on a mailbag. The difference between hard and heavy, and in an email response, I gave a few easy examples. Mm -hmm. This is an example where it's way heavier than hard, but yes. there's certainly hard elements. You mm -hmm. know, right. like Agnostic Front is hard, yes, and not heavy. Right. I said that, yeah. like, um, I mean, they're heavy, but not like corrosion like of conformity. Later records are heavy, but not particularly hard. They're like, like right. you know, uh. Age of Quarrel is both a heavy and hard record, but more hard, hard than heavy. heavy yeah. And then they flip it when you get to Alpha Omega. Yeah. It's more heavy, heavy than, than hard. hard. Yep. Um, this is more heavy than hard, but it's just ugly. Also, when they do fast stuff, it's great. I yeah. like it. I there's, I think even on my first listen, I was like, there's two parts I liked, and it was one where where Jamie has a cool gallop beat. I was gonna say I like I, I don't like anything super fast. I like most gallops. You know when he, I mean? but but you know if you don't catch the gallop right, or you're you're more of a strictly slow or a strictly fast. If you're an extreme drummer, your gallop might suck. True. Yeah, he's he does good, a good yeah. gallop beat. So so there you go. I am king. Anything else on this? What did you think when this record came out? I was very impressed because uh, you, you knew these guys a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, <laughs> and. I was you, got, you were you you met them because you wanted one of the jerseys, right? That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. I, can I, we get one of those little P cashless customs? I mean, I'm sure we can. Know, Some, somebody listening <laughs> works at the mall, but the, the, the uh, I uh, or a print shop or something. I was very impressed. Um, I have gone on record. I don't need the dreams and inertia songs from them. Right. I uh, I would love it if all of the songs were. Gallop into abusively heavy part, back into gallop, weird part, weird part, gallop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that would please me. Uh, Tom, I think, pointed out that, uh, sorry to steal, steal your it's line. In my thunder, here. Baby. Uh, mm -hmm. that these song, this, these things, as maybe counterintuitive as this sounds, they, these might be out, uh, this might be an album band. In the respect that, which is a fucking rare take from your ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But in the respect that the complaints that people have about these, this band and and these albums is, oh, these parts are disjointed. 
You know what I mean? Oh, these songs, uh, they feel like somebody is, is playing, uh, mad libs with, with fucking guitar parts, you know? Uh, and that doesn't appeal to everybody, but we were discussing before and Tom rightfully pointed out, if you listen to it as an album, they, they do feel like sweets. They do feel like, uh, like short, maybe short stories as part of a larger whole. Yeah. Chapters. And, sure, chapters. Yeah. And, and it kind of, I don't know. I think that's, a I nice think that's said on this record for sure. I really do believe what I said during the love is love thing where I think, Love is Love feels much more disjointed than I Am King. Forever feels more disjointed than I Am King, though I think there's some choices there. And I'm, that makes me very curious what the next record will be like, especially with some of these nods that we're seeing on their new EP. Yeah. And it's like, we're iso- we've isolated I Am King, so now we can just kind of conjecture. Because I think both of you picked Code or- the Code Orange EP from last year in your top list. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign for them of what's to come. I'm curious how they how they take the elements of what Forever was doing and slurry that into what they do next. Mm. Because I think that's sort of what happened with Love is Love is that they they probably cut away some of the things that they weren't weren't thrilling them anymore yep. and dove head first one thousand fold into the things that they wanted to do. And that's I think that I think that plays out really well with I Am King is that it's 1,000% what they wanted to go for and they went all in on it. Also, uh, I, what little I know of this band's writing process, it's not, it's not purely intuitive. It's they write the songs, mm. they demo the songs, and they scrutinize the fucking hell out of the songs. Right, right. And, and they break them down and bring them back. Yeah, and yeah. edit from there, make it RoboCop, whatever the fuck they're doing. And that's... Part, part cop, part boat. Part man. I think you can hear that. I think you can. I, I think... You know, like... But it, it's interesting to me because that's not how typically I've written anything. It reminds me... Do you ever watch Some Kind of Monster with Tyler? Yes. <laughs> you know how, like... I'm not saying that these do... These men... They're not some kind of monster. No. But, like, watching that and thinking of my own experiences, but watching them being like... It's kind of stock. Yeah. <laughs> but even, not even that, but just kind of like, we're just going to write... Like, I'm going to play this riff for 30 minutes. Yep. And then we're going to take 34 seconds of that and make that. They like Frankensteined a record rather than being like, we got in the room, we wrote a song. No, it's like James wrote this riff. Yeah. And then Kirk wrote a riff in a week later yeah. and we appended it to that. It's, there's no, no organic it's, part. Like it's just kind of. It, but it, you, you're saying that basically they, a lot of times they'll be distilled. They, they took things and concentrated it into its essence and yeah. then put those yeah. concentrations together. Yeah. I. I feel like, I mean, plenty of bands do this, but not not a lot of bands in our sphere do this. I don't think that they're. Oh they, fuck yeah! There's there's tons of guitar center bands that don't make it past a three song thing because they just ate each other alive about it. Sure, exactly. It, it actually takes a lot of right. a lot of team uh, uh, communication. But uh, this is uh, like. You know, I, I work with editors for my job. This is an editor's dream, somebody that's willing to like, and these people. I think that's a good challenge to you uh, with self-defense is to do a the highly critical EP. So, where it's literally you guys picking it and seeing what ends up as part of a, a thought experiment. Like, they're, they're, what happens if we crush each us ourselves into this hardened nut? They're trying this now, and, okay. and uh, uh, I'm humoring it. I don't. I don't love that process. Are you just waiting for the part that's on you? Because that's going to be the scary part. No, I'll, I'll crush whatever I do. But like, but but, but I, I'm. Uh, 
I, I don't. That's not how I. Solo acting. Big like, Dick McCheese over is, here. Is, on is the, he has one cool song on a drug church record, and all of a sudden he's fucking <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. All right. Um, uh, Tiny Tim over I, here. I, this is so Tip that's toe. it's part of the reason that I'm fascinated Tip by this stuff is because I I don't understand yeah. writing in in this. I think it's a, I think it's uh, painful, fascinating because as someone who's been the first time I was. Uh, in at university at university at, at university at and uh i got a, a a work that i i thought was good i thought i felt good about it handed back to me and the entire thing was red pen oh i was like motherfucker what's this fucker no mm. but it and it's yeah, fuck red pen man but it was a good it comes process out of my mouth all the time yeah, is what does this motherfucker know? Yeah, right. But it is a good process. So, it, it, but to put yourself through it in such a painful way—that's why I say doing it as a thought experiment for like a singular thing—is mm-hmm. interesting to to put yourself through. But uh, bless up if you do it for everything you do. That's crazy. Mm. All right, so let's make a choice here. Oh no, we don't. <laughs> a detain capital punishment. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, detain capital punishment. Two thousand seventeen. Tom, you oh, had man. an interesting take, I Let's thought. Go. It yeah. reminds me of Latter-day Earth Crisis. Okay. The Earth Crisis oh, Return Records. The re- reunion records. That might be vocally what I, I want to use as a reference point. And okay. the music is kind of like, eh, we got some bounce. It's not, it wasn't as straight ignorant as I was expecting. No, these guys can these guys can play and they can write. No, no, no. I mean, but I don't even think like ignorant means like you can't play. It's just kind of like I was expecting just like and it's not. No. It's a lot of fucking I mean, Earth Crisis is scum metal. At yeah, the end. yeah, I, yeah. This is scum metal. Yeah, there's some there's some imprints of scum metal all you know over I mean? this, and not in a bad way. No. Like, I feel like those Earth Crisis. They'll records, own this. The comeback Earth Crisis records were not embarrassing. No, the first one back's fucking hot. But I think it that's the vibe I kind of got. This wasn't as beat down, bulldoze cold as life fucking worship right. that I was expecting. It actually sounds like a fucking Earth Crisis record to me. Uh, I so, wouldn't listen to Cold as Life to because. I really like early, early Cold as Life. All their demos are mm-hmm. very negative approach to Jace, actually. Yeah. And even Born to Land Hard, I was like, oh, this is much faster than I remember. Yeah. And you have to kind of dig further to mm-hmm. get to the chunkier parts, but go ahead. Uh, see, I don't necessarily hear Later Day Earth Crisis, though in the broader sense, did is scum metal a definitive influence on both of these fucking efforts? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, How would you describe this? Like, if you had to be like... Oh, I'm just putting this band out on my label. What? Uh, give me like you know how like back in the day like Back to Basics would be like Cross Marauder with oh, you Promise want me- Ring. Like, whatever the fuck, like, okay, so you want give me us to- the Back to Basics sticker? Oh, yeah, I, I like thought that. I was doing the casual conversation one where I would say uh, these dudes love Michigan stuff, but uh, can write like very capable metal leads, so with they don't Michigan play that. Stuff. My first note was I love when bands feel congruous with where they're from. Where it feels, throw me onto the fucking Magellan part here. But I love that I'm like, yeah, this feels like Michigan. Does it? Yeah. I don't hear it. It's ugly. It's it's a little bit rhythmic. Like, you know, it's got a little yeah, bit of bounce. bounce. Like, like an, like urban without it fucking having some sort of weird connotation. But like, cities have rhythm. And and this feels like Detroit Steel. Yeah, I mean, this is Motown adjacent. This is very, very like Mackinac kind of feel to it, you know? You know, they're, they're interlocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get the text. Like you know Auburn we're not Hills. from Detroit. I love the right. Auburn Hills. You know we're not from Detroit. We're, we're from here, from yeah, Ann Arbor. We're from here on the glove. The mitt. Um, oh, it's the mitt, not the, the glove. Mitt. The mitt, man. <laughs> Think of the Arby's logo. Yeah. Did you uh, know the Arby's logo was a mitt? 
I don't know if I can ID the Arby's. I, Arby's, it was I a want cowboy a cowboy hat. Yes, it's a mitt on a cowboy hat. What? Hold, Hold on, on. I'm about the hamburger helper. All right, I'm gonna keep talking. Yeah, I actually like this record more than I was expecting it to. Okay. to. It wasn't as ignorant. Um, so, all right, so give me I want from you. Yeah. The back to basics cross blank wit blank, and I want you to. You're in an elevator with a. Fr- give me the elevator pitch and give me the back to basics. It's a. It is a cowboy hat, but see the mitt on the top. Like a oven yeah, mitt. Oven mitt. Yeah. Like they're oh, grabbing, oh, they're grabbing. Is that, some is that is that acknowledged or is that something you're reading? I, th- I think I think it's acknowledged. I don't remember. You ever seen I follow the, I follow the nihilist Arby's Twitter, which is <laughs> quite good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> eat Arby's. Listen to Axgrind. Eat Arby's. Okay, so I would I would throw stuff like Cold as Life right in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, unashamed, uh, but I would say, you know, this is being played by twenty five year olds. You know what I mean? So sure. think about everything that even if they were attempting to be classicists of some type, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like there's still modern influences are going to come in. Uh-huh. And yes. in this case, I would say those modern influences are, I don't know. What's some very, like, this is not a diss. What's some straightforward heavy music of the last 10 years? You yeah. know what I mean? I, I mean, Meshuggah, I don't I'd know. Have to, no, that's see, but that's too complex. I'm yeah, saying like straight, straightforward, like I'd have to think about it, honestly, but like a Jesus piece kind of stuff. No. Uh, you know what? This I mean, they were Jason. They weren't right. influenced. Yeah. By they weren't them, influenced. Like that idea. But if you I know, had to sell it to somebody, well. may, maybe I'd say that. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not deathcore, but no. it has a heaviness that is not far from that. Because when I listened to Cold as Life, I was like, okay, this isn't it. Totally. Let me listen to Biohazard. I was like, this feels very post Biohazard. I'm like, no, Biohazard's much faster than this and less stompy. This is yeah. like dun dun dun. It's it's the beatdown ish. But not, but it's like, it's like, yeah, not, not. See, that's, it's it's modern beatdown meets hardcore. (laughs) Hold on. Let's do a quick, quick mental experiment. Please. I'm going to Wikipedia. I couldn't believe how fast Biohazard was when I was listening to those songs in comparison because I did it side by side with. What what record? uh, I listened to uh, uh, Urban Discipline Discipline and then the, what's the one after that? State of the World. State of the World Address. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yes. And I listened to parts of both of those. Yeah. And I was like, because I'm not. A biohazard head so i was like it's got to be if it's reminding me of biohazard it would be one of these like no. five to eight songs and it wasn't i was like okay Dude, biohazard has bounce, bounce ports, but they definitely have fucking fast you know what uh, it reminds me some of the chunkiness reminds me of shit like fury of five so like take it, so here's bounce. what's interesting you know i think that they would love to hear that I'm a sure lot but i don't necessarily cleaner and yeah i don't necessarily hear that and i, I i'm looking for because it's funny, I almost said it to make them happy, but but I don't necessarily. No, hear that. I think I I do hear a little bit of that because I think that the Renaissance of Fury of Five, along with that kind of shit, hits it. Uh, yeah, you know what? Sorry, I'm doing the Wikipedia on heavy hardcore, and it is a gas. I like I like it very much. Oh, it actually addresses the vagueness of the term. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Who wrote this one? Shout out to shout out listener who doubtlessly fucking wrote this. Heavy hardcore bands tend to often get labeled simply as simply hardcore, making hardcore a vague term because the term hardcore is also used for <laughs> traditional hardcore punk, a genre hardcore. played by bands like Minor Threat and Bad Brains. Mm. Uh, let's All see. Right. Then there's an should inter- we call then, it heavycore? Is that the move? Like, uh, are we gonna get then, there? There, then there's it cites an interview with Alex Dunn of hardcore punk band Crime and Stereo, and that mm. seems a little incongruent mm. for the fucking wiki heavy on the hardcore. heavy hardcore. Yeah. Um, Why not? We go to the source, Alex Dunn from 
pop punk adjacent band Crime and Stereo, mm. and that's not a diss. I like the one oh, a couple of those crime nice, ki- nice kids, good um, guys, super polite. Nice kids. They're like his age. <laughs> yeah, they are, nice, they're are, yeah, they're yeah, probably they're older than me. Age. Yeah, uh, let's see. Wonderful guys. You know, okay, so hold but on. I wouldn't go to him for for his comment on bulldoze. No, but but the, okay, so the bulldoze thing is the problem, right? Yeah. Because everybody because they have a goes yes, to, beat down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ain't so, nothing but a beat down. So right? I think we've talked about. Oh, has anybody listened to Death Before Dishonor recently? Because I and Death Before yeah, Dishonor, yeah, not I, the Mike Judge Death Before. No, Dishonor. no, no, yeah, no. Because I because I couldn't playing with Madball and Blind Justice at the shore probably around when this comes out. Oh. Fuck it, I quit. Okay, because mm-hmm. I couldn't honestly. ID that like I in my head I don't know what death before dishonor yeah faster than you would think actually. okay god the, so the what it, so okay let's it's, go through it that's death threat Jace. okay yeah to me so it's, it's not yes yeah. so let's be quick it's this is not victory unless no. you count unless you count hatebreed unless you count some There's hatebreed, some hatebreed but it's more chunky no is this century mead no, no. I, I, I think honestly it sucks because I don't want to say it's acacia strain. It's not acacia strain. Oh no, I don't know. It's not. I don't, it's not but it's that. it's when you listen to it, it's it is very heavy, but it's more simplified heavy, like the Fury of Fives of the world. You know, I really think that Fury of Fives is actually a decent reference point for it. But then with some of the spirit and bounce of more hardcore flavor. Like it's tough. Wow. I, this I, is a tough band for a band you put out. I'm now clicking through this. Okay, so 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 I'm very clear. This has nothing at all to do with detain. Okay. Yes. I just clicked on rate your music <laughs> beat down. Uh, I don't know what rate your music is, but it's like rate your teacher. But it it it, it lists neglect. Cool it lists neglect. I'm kind okay. of, I'm, I'm, with, right, I'm with right, that. Right, yep. I'm with yeah, that actually. Sure. Uh, of course, bulldozers in there. Mm-hmm. I don't hear it. Uh, yeah, I don't hear that either. Uh, but those are way more hardcore than. Way no, I no, I agree. Like, I'm talking about the list. Yeah, I'm talking sure, about the sure, list. Sure, sure. But then it gets down to Blue Eyed Devils, right? Who I was like, that's I was like, that's a <laughs> that's a white power band. That's a white it? power band. And then I click on it, and so I don't know anything about this website. Rate your music, but there's this is is featured on two people's lists, mm-hmm. right? And I'm clicking on the one by Saren. That's the username. Okay. A fascist guide to nationalistic metal. <sighs> All right. I just did the click through. What do we got? Yeah, uh, we need to throw your computer away now. So. <laughs> yeah, you're on a list of some sort. Uh, you definitely he's been file. on that list. That's like, true. You have uh, a file now. This okay. This person has some strong feelings. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we won't, re- we won't <laughs> get that over that file. All right. So anyway, oh. email. Detained. Tell him to email Joe Rogan. He can go on. That's uh, Saddam five one eight at gmail.com. God. Um, so, detain to me. You hear, I hear some Fury of Five style. It's chunky. It's short. It's brisk. There's some parts. Their streams are wild. respectable. Yeah, really respectable. I mean, smoking self defense in yeah, some ways. Really uh, respectable. Really impressive. Uh, my favorite song was the Lord's Prayer. I kind of like the bounciness there. Yeah. I think vocally does some really cool stuff. Um, Scum vocals are burly. But intelligible. But intelligible, and just they got that deep octave. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel I like when a band in their origin place feel congruent. So big ups to uh, Grand Rapids Hardcore. There you go. Now, where are they actually from? It is Lake great. Minnetonka. Yeah, it's Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> it's remember on the when, shores like, of Lake Minnetonka. 
cleanse yourself in the lake. When we first started, that was like the meme, remember? Yes. That was a good meme. We yes. made. It was a good meme. Yeah. Someone else made it, right? Like, Detain was like from a different I city. made that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Detain's all over the yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind, behind it the it went quite viral. So, yeah. Behind yeah. The I thought that was, it was so viral, I didn't realize you made it's it. It's all good. I like that. Wow. All right. uh, yeah. It's Grand Rapids. Is it Grand Rapids? I'm pretty sure. I forget now. Ann Arbor? You, no, it's not Ann Arbor. No, I think, I think it's Grand Rapids. You know when that? Th- you know that thing? I, uh, the, the reason is we made it so obtuse yes. that yeah, it's no hard to. Well, no, you know what it's also like? It's like when you know somebody's name, you're about to say it, and then somebody says the wrong name. And you go, oh, fuck. And then you go, now I can't remember this motherfucker's yeah, name. When you're, when you're all sitting around being like, what's that guy's name? And Do I really go, work in insurance? What's that? Are they really insurance State Farm. salesmen? <laughs> I always say they work for State State Farm. No, that's just my way and their way of saying like, look, we love this shit, but like, don't get it fucked up. Like, um, we're adults. Yeah, we're adults. We're not. We're not trying to get yeah. fucking murdered in the street. So that said, uh, big ups. This is a neat little EP. Uh, not my normal, but I actually. What I'll say is, if you this isn't really your bag, but you're you don't hate it. If you see them live and people are into it, it's it's fun to watch. Pretty fun. fun to yeah. watch. Uh, and here's a here's a hot take. I don't know how you guys felt about the production. I uh, I feel like I have very little to do with all of those listens. Mm-hmm. I think obviously it's the band doing something that people like, mm-hmm. but I also really in my heart think that because this record sounds ten percent bigger than its contemporaries, I think it matters. Hundred percent. It's very good recording. A long conversation for us to have is the. Um growing inscrutable ear of the modern hardcore listener we'll talk about it some other time Ooh, i like that code orange i'm king versus detain capital punishment patrick you start love the detain record the code orange record is uh very ambitious so i gotta go with that i am king are you going to detain respect heel turn uh, look, Neither I, of these records is uh, floating my fucking boat. They wouldn't be on your mix. They're not, no. Um, and it's very hard because one is clearly a more, at least in the moment, much, much more important record. Yeah. Um, I guess if someone asked me what kind of music do you like, I wouldn't put on either of these records. However, Detain might be closer. Okay. There we go. There we go. I don't think that's absurd because there's... I don't think that's... And I don't say that as a diss. Again, always, this is all in... We're having a nice time listening to these records. I've listened to I Am King now probably 15 times. Wow. Um, the uh, the Detain record I've listened to significantly less. But there's a couple parts that I'm like, yeah, this sort of resembles... And there's if I could isolate it to like... A clip I would pick this clip of this you know 15 seconds of this code orange song but it's way more than that it's way more ambitious record and it's very different so props to that cool all right last matchup of this episode wow that blew by are you serious this is so much fun they don't yeah it's no, really good this is fun ha- the the homework before this is tough yes it can be when thank you don't have a lot of time when you don't have time i'm fucking a man over here that puts together those playlists yeah thank you for the playlist make my life way the, 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 no we should have done, done the, i am king i am king and we could have all done it uh, really know. yeah but you didn't should we yeah okay so you didn't you weren't for the capital punishment all right go what what oh wow it's Shaking it off. Let's go. Criminal Instinct. Shake Fever. It off. Mm. Shake it off. 2014, which I believe that song is relevant to the time frame. 
I believe uh, Shake It Off was a big song around then. Mm. Why do I know that? Because Easton was a baby and they would have him dance to it at his little nurse daycare thing. It was cute. Interesting. Criminal Instinct Fever Reaper Records, 2014. Up against Angel Dust Rock the Fuck (laughs) On Forever, 2016 Popwig Records. Sounds right. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Criminal Instinct. This is one I'm actually very curious to hear your opinions on. Both of you. Um, I actually like this record. This sounds like if you were like, give me a modern band that does probably early to mid 80s, like U- US hardcore, I, would, I think that's what this sounds like. You know what I mean? It's, it's more punk than hardcore. If we're being honest. In in sound, yes. Production, no, but no. sound for sure. Yeah. Maybe not vocally. I think vocally it might be a little bit more hardcore. I love the reverb vocals. Yeah. He's got going. It's yeah. dripping, but I have no idea what I expected from this record. I heard the one after this, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall this one. Yes. Uh, and I don't know what I expected. But I don't think I expected this. Uh, really different for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and maybe it is that sort of uh strange uh, cognitive dissonance of of oh okay is this is this early hardcore or is this yeah. is something that's happening now musically and my, my brain reached now that's what I call music right my my brain uh, processed it with more confusion than for example like no tolerance which I was e- very You're easy able to point out what this yeah is very about easy, or what it's trying to do right and. This one was not as clear cut for me. Yeah. And I, I don't know, again, I don't know what I expected, but. I think it's fascinating that as the cards fall, that it falls against Angel Dust, who in a lot of spaces is doing similarly, like, huh, this is off kilter and maybe not expected. Um, musically, to me, I think Tom kind of nailed it. What I said was hardcore. It's hardcore, hard vocals, but so much of the music makes me think of something like Circle Jerks, where like Circle Jerks are this like. Are they in the first 10 names you list in the early 80s punk, U.S. Yeah. punk hardcore records? Yeah, absolutely. But they kind of don't sound like very much else. Yes, they sound like Black, Black Flag. Flag but I mean, yeah, but I mean, then if you listen to the song structure, if you compare anything past, anything from Damage Forward, there's not a lot of parallels no. to the Circle Jerks. Do you, you know, know what I mean? you any UK stuff in this? A little bit. I feel like I heard a little discharge. Little Vo- bit. Not vocally. No, not vocally. Li- but, but the music. Kind a little of that, bit like it's like heavy, like but it's it's fat, like, so hard for people to separate um, discharge music from D beat. Yes, because this isn't D beat. There's no, no D beat to the drumming, but yeah, there is a little bit of gnarly in the good guitar that could be like that UK UK eighty two kind of shit. Correct, going on. right, 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 right. Um, but I thought there's a lot of stop and go parts to it. Mm. I thought that like it made me think of Circle Jerk songs like I just want some skank. I just want some, skank. you know. Um, but and the that. reverb vocals, like, very weird and unique. Yeah. The song I picked off here was the song Fever, because mm. it's the first track. Um, it just feels really different, which, to be honest, as we go through these 64 records, the ones that feel different oh, feel yeah. fresh. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. stands no. out no, the right. compared to the rest of the field by a mile. Yeah. So... so- I don't know if it's in a good way or a bad way yet. Like, I don't know. You don't even know how you feel. I honestly don't. I honestly don't. Uh, And I recall liking the record after this and thinking, oh, you know, I like this, but it feels harder. Uh, I agree with that. I think it is harder. The second, the next one. um, It's uh, the 
the close cast from, yeah. from Zone Six. Zone Six, yeah. Uh, Zone Six music, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just more. I think that's more form, like a fully formed, like the record. Co- like there's a lot of like country, yeah. mm-hmm. sort of like Americans yeah. kind of to it. It's like you know, the cover was like you know like a, a cowboy on it. So I mean, I think that was a little bit more like mature for lack of better no mature, i think that's a good you know way to I mean? put it i think that's like a good this way is like their first shit and this is like right. fucking hard and like hey me and my friends started a fucking hardcore punk band and this is what it is and it's weird and, and it's wrong formed, I like thought. and so yeah, these they, are guys from atlanta yep, yep. foundation crew ish yeah and I, I feel like champ may have played on this maybe oh maybe yeah but it feels so fucking different it doesn't sound like no any of like their it. other bands anything else um you pointed out does it feel like early mid 80s u.s hardcore yeah but they don't try to do any cosplay in production. No, no, no. It comes out on Reaper because Reaper wanted to put it out. Right. They like the cover is a picture of people walking. It's very classical looking, but yeah. it's not like it's not an homage to anything. It's no. not like too referential. It's a really fucking unique record. And I know there's people who really ride for it. I'm going to say that it's raw and not in that like, oh, the production, it's so raw. It's raw in the way that these guys. It seems like a first effort, and it has that kind of energy. Yeah, and that's I cool. Could go with all that. I I think that the it vocal- sounds confrontational to me too. I'm well, sorry. I was gonna say, I'm damn, sorry. did you put on that accent for the Conf- Atlanta? I was confrontational. Sorry, no, not gentlemen. no offense, fellas. You, you know what that you know what that is though, in my view, and what might separate it from uh, kind of like the punk hardcore trans yeah. liminal period. These vocals are. Are confrontational vocals. <laughs> these, yeah. these are these are the whole not, thing is like fuck you. Yeah, these are not. Yeah. It's not tough guy vocals, but no. it's, it's actual fight outside of bodega vocals. Yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, I enjoy yeah, that the part. dude who's recording him is glaring at you while he's recording. Right. Right. Yeah, like you're like I can't look him right in the face because he was looking. He's is he, is he still looking at me? Right. Oh fuck, he's still looking at me. Yeah. So this is a band, and now Josiah Singer yep. uh, moved to LA. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a band who I want to see come back and tour the East Coast again. Actually, after revisiting this record, I'm like, this is cool. I feel like this one resonated with people more than the full length. That might be. And they just did another single on Triple B, which I, again, will revisit. With the brick. The brick through the right. window, which we all like. Horde. And I'm I'm curious what they have next. I'm very curious. I think this is a band who I'd like to see be more active because, from what I understand, live they were a thing. People liked it. Yeah, oh, good. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We got to play with them a couple times. That's right. Um, anything else? It's, just, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I said the song Fever is kind of like, it's a standout track in that way that like it sets the tone. Much like we talked about Vane and a lot of these other bands where you hear the first song and you're like, oh, this is setting the tone. This is different. Okay. Yeah. And you're in or out. Angel Dust, Rock the Fuck On Forever. 2016, Popwig Records. A band I don't know anyone who dislikes live. I do. Oh, you don't like them live? No, no, no. I like them live. Okay. I know people who don't. Oh, really? People who want mm. who want 2010 justice. Oh, come on now. I know. They exist. There are people who want... Who want um, I just lifted four cars outside and now I'm... Right. They like, vibing on stage. They like yeah. that whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So, that said... Even those people who want that can't deny what this band is live. They can't deny that it's fun. I was just—I actually raucous. was going to interrupt and be like, actually, I like that thing. You know what I mean? I, who doesn't? I, I, a lot of people don't, but so I like that. That was I think a fun era. At this table is into it. Uh, but the uh, Muscle Dog Justice. I mean, I, I'm a fucking Ty stand, so I can't yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 
this is different than that. Spoiler alert for anybody that didn't. <laughs> FYI, your yeah. information. Anybody that didn't listen if to If you got a concussion yet. in 2011 and right. it's just clearing up. Right. Uh, if you could, Yeah, coming out of your coma. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, Justice here's the song is knocks, now. Be good with it. And then the other right. stuff, we're going to ease you in. Right. Uh, this is better than I remember. Hot take. I, I kind of like this record. I don't think it's hot. People like it. I think there's a lot of people who don't who don't give Angel Dust because where is this know, in the timeline? The Angel Dust timeline. This is their last full. Is the most recent. Yeah, they did, did a. They put anything else after? I think they did a single. Well, now now they have a two song single that's out right now. Right. Um. This is, I think, them finally kind of not getting where they wanted to go. I think this is them kind of crap being like, okay, we kind of got to where we want to go. What's next? What are we doing? Um, one of the pieces that I put down in here is that there's a rock undercurrent. They definitely okay. are. For sure. It's still the punk through hardcore lens, but they're getting more comfortable with melodies in an almost like a virginal way. Okay. It's like new and fresh and it's like, oh, we're doing this, but they're still writing really short songs. If this had been in the episode we did the other day, I feel like it would have felt really fresh because those were a couple, there was a much more mid-tone, and not to say there wasn't here, but this this record feels kind of breezy. You can kind of listen to it and it just cruises by. And some people might not care about that. Like, this is a record that I think could play very well to pop punk kids. I think it would play very well to non-core crowd. I think it would play very well, if you were trying to convert an indie rock kid, a chick, chick, chick fan, to hardcore, I'd tell you... Play them Cold World, and when they're scared and like, what the fuck is that? Then go, okay, no, 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 no. You're not going to hear that again for a while. Here's this Angel Dust CD. Listen to this. See what you like. You know? We made the jokes about putting nails to a, uh, a montage of, of Molly Ringwald dancing around. This would work, too. This works. Nails doesn't. This works for the montage. Yeah. Um, it's tough to talk about because if you use words like fun coming from us that feels different than does that feel like a pejorative from yeah, us yeah 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 i think uh, <laughs> right, I, people like that, fun for us is like sitting on a couch right people that know me are gonna think that i'm taking a, a dig right you're now by, it's your people by saying it's fun no but this is fun like, in a way that's like you, if you're watching at a show even if you're standing in the back it's fun to watch if you're if you're makes me want to stage dive straight up mm-hmm. like this is this is fun Oh, do we have a dissenting opinion? Yeah, I don't really like it. <laughs> okay. No offense to that. I mean, no, 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 it's fine for what offense. it is. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's not for me. It's maybe it's, yeah. it's not meant for me. See, I thought that about it. I thought that about I it. I listened to it. It's cool. Mm. Uh, but again, like, I don't necessarily come to music for fun. All right, here's what I'm, I'm giving you. you. Ready? We're, we take a plane to California for some reason this summer. Oh, okay. Padgers not on fire tour. Not on tour. We're mm. setting your dates up. We're in um, Echo Park, okay. the little lake thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a uh, nice, nice picnic area, grass. We're having a picnic. You got vegan burritos? Definitely. Yeah. You got Great vegan thing. hot dogs. A lot of Sick. bunch Dope. of people. We have a bunch of people there. Chips. The whole thing. Right. Like a party. People that we like. They like us. They like us. We like them. We're having a nice got time. Mm, cool. Beautiful women. Beautiful men. Everyone's having a nice time. Oh, it's like a sunny. It's then like we show Snoop, up. Snoop Dogg we, video. So, yes. Well, sort of. But you know what? Then we could put this on a, on the stereo. It's in the background of a picnic. Works. We can't put that detain record on in the background. True. No. Different type of picnic. Yeah. 
different. This could be nice picnic music. So when we do that this summer, we'll try it out this and see how you like. It. See if it rolls with. We're it. gonna put this and then culture abuse on it. And right, see, that's like, good. Yeah, you know what? That's, or the new stories so far record that people tell us about. I like there that we record. go. I have uh, listened. It's good. Those two bands should be playing together often. Who? You know what I mean? Like uh, culture abuse and and Angel Dust. Angel Dust. It's a nice. It would actually be a nice fit. So when we talk about non-core stuff, this is one of the more daring non-core bands. And I think this record starts to lean to. And we're not going to talk about. We'll talk about the new single on another episode, or we might have already talked about it on one of our older episodes now. But <laughs> in the future, you can hear the best. leans. You can hear where they're going. If you listen to this record, if their two-song single that just came out shocked you, I'd go, my dude, did you listen to the last full length? So, hold on. Two, non, two recent, recent-ish non-core releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drug Church uh, mm-hmm. and this record. This record is way bolder in its decisions. You know what I mean? And I, I love, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I really enjoy the drug church record. I sing on it, but the, the, the this is, <laughs> this is, of course I enjoy it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Well, I mean, there's at least one great part, but, but <laughs> we aren't going to ask his lion ass if he would listen to it. If he wasn't the singer, we won't put him on. You know, it's like, no, oh, that's tough. The answer is no. That's no, really tough. I know you well you enough to know that's you would not. really tough. You would definitely not. Interesting. Cause if you brought that shit to here and you'd be like, I had never thought of that. It's like fucking pablum bullshit. That's you would interesting. Hate it. You would listen to self-defense. Yes. Because it's fucking weird and challenging. Right. I would, you I would, might I would enjoy hate, drug I, I would hate on it a little bit though. I would, ha- I would hate. I would listen to self defense, and I would, I would. You'd be like this pretentious. This motherfucker who no, sings for them doing all this weird shit. Yeah, yeah. whale be, songs. I, I would just Put be able. I would just be able to ID every mm-hmm. element and scrutinize it. it. Yeah, okay. um, but. Uh, you would not like Drug Church. I so oh, I didn't want to tell you about the email I got from your dude Nick from Drug Church, who uh, said, "Oh, we're replacing. Don't talk about it anymore." I mean, they said they got. You know what they did? What they do? Dude delivered a burrito mm. and got to talking. Oh, and then Zach De La Roca joined the band. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, that's a great look. Uh, so anyway, the point is... Drug church against the machine, bro. <laughs> not bad. I heard they it's actually sing it from Husbandry instead. Uh, that mean, would work. I people do. fucking love that song. But hold on. You you, you, you love it. amazing. Yeah. You, yeah. No, she, I like the record. She's incredibly so, talented. But though. yeah, she... Yeah, I mean, she drug church would literally be playing the garden. I agree. And yeah. now you're playing the Olive Garden. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I'll tell my Olive Garden story later. So, Fuck, so it's recent. You like the Drug Church record. Do you agree, though, that this Angel Dust record is more, th- there's more, quote unquote, interesting choices? Is that fair? No. No, really? Okay. This right. doesn't strike me th- as anything like I thought I was going that in out of, it sounds like, I don't know. Mm. It's, I'm oh, sure it's, it's fun. Yeah. I feel like when we put culture abuse in them together, I, I think it's two bands that like they're fun live. Yeah, you're not getting the record. Some people love that culture, culture abuse. Record. A lot of people love that. Sure, record. but they don't. They don't sound like that record. No, that live. might be true. Yeah, that might be true. I feel like it's comparable with Angel Dust. Oh, I think Angel Dust. Oh. I've only seen Angel Dust once, and I thought that. How many times have you played with them, you I motherfucker? Thought, Answer the goddamn question. Who? No, Angel, Angel Dust. Dust. Oh. Oh no, I don't think many. I don't think many. More than once. No. No, I don't think he has, actually. Yeah, really? I don't know if I have. You've never ships crossed... In the, ships in the sea. Drug yeah. church in the... No, really? I don't think so. Right, which makes sense. They should. It's make, there was a, a conversa- yeah. there's there's a, there's a conversation list. about a spring tour, uh, but it didn't line up. Um, you headline? No, no. Well, no. They, uh, Angel uh, Dust... Really? Angel Dust would have been 
it would have been the invite headliner and then we would have fought them to see if we couldn't make it a co-headliner but the times didn't yeah. line up yeah um, oh, wow but so they're uh, pretty big what's that they're pretty big yeah I assume. yeah oh yeah sure I yeah. yeah um but the at any rate the the decisions on this record i think are bolder than you're giving it credit because it's easy to I I don't want to list any bands because I feel like I'll be taking shots at them, but there's a safe way to do this and a more daring way. And I think they fall into the more daring. Let way. me be specific because I think one of the daring choices I think is that they go for these weird, they go for a lot of melody in very weird? short songs. Okay. And that's a really tough thing. And that's one part that I would say, if you compare it to drug church, Drug I mean, Church gets two and, to and a half, three minutes. Two and a half, three minutes, yeah. and they, they get Standard to fully rock. develop some of those yeah. ideas. Whereas with the song structure for Angel Dust, I think it's pretty bold to go for some of the things they go for when they only have so many bars to do it in. Like the measures they have to, to try to accomplish okay. some of these things, which is interesting and something I thought about listening to it because of the new single. The two bold. new songs. Well, and it's it, it's it, those haven't rubbed on me the right way yet. But like this, when I went back and listened to it, my standout track is "Stay" or "Bad Thing." "Stay" is the like kind of the hit off this record. Oh, don't you stay? Yeah. Um, and then the song "Bad Thing" I actually is a little deeper in, but that that's a really cool song, and I think there's some fun stuff going on. I, I there's an so there's a nature of Angel Dust that's a little bit daring in that. When the dude from Trapped Under Ice with the Crown of Thorns tattoo started a new band called Angel Dust, I think we think talked it about even it was either going to be than... more Crown of Thorns or just straight up like Scarhead. Right. That's what I was assuming. <laughs> Me it's too. Money, it's right. got a fucking dollar sign. Right. Is it going to be fuck, Is it Scarhead? Is this yeah. going to be Hazen Street? What are we going to Sure. But then it's this like really kind of loose punk band, you know, punky music. Do you think it's upbeat. skate punk? There's skate punk elements, but it's the same thing to me. It's it doesn't have those like roots. There's there's no token entry or JFA or like gangrene in no. this. It's 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 doing the th- it's you might have a passion for that kind of yeah. thing and trying to get that energy, but with a song background like an acumen that's from a very different place. I've heard people write it off as his H two O band. Ooh, I think that's unfair. I'm not saying I've. They could that. tour with H2O. I think sonically it could appeal to someone. There's a there's a lightness to some of it that I think when people think of H2O in a negative way, there's a certain lightness well, to some H2O material. Sure. That that I think and like, I mean, there's entire, one person who's played himself on the internet, and one who hasn't. That helps. That's yeah, a big thing. That's I mean, a big thing. And there's a, like it's, it's justice like, is still a thing. That and and it's like, dude. can you create light and airy music that is. You know, fun. Whether you use that as a positive or a negative word, can you create light and airy music and have people still take you seriously? See, I was coming. You're more aggressive endeavors. Yes, it is. I was coming, and that's part of the daring part. I was coming from a different place. I I I am on the other side of the the Toby divide uh, on H2O. This is good because we're going to segue Toby from H2O into my Olive Garden story. Um, I did he wait on you or something? No, I, I am. I'm he just, was in there. I'm, just not, I'm just not mad at Toby. Uh, Me neither. Uh, whatever, it's fine. But like, I mean, right? But I know people. He's are. ruined himself on the internet. Yeah, justice yeah. is still like it's fucking justice. You know what though? Let me say something. So 
uh, who says it? Charlemagne, maybe? Just say it. Hot take. Patrick likes Toby's Instagram profile. No, no, no. He's aspiring for it. It's just the... It's the... You want to be in a photo with Matt's What is it? It's It's the rule of 60, right? Like 60... Like... Uh, or no, rule, rule of 80. 80. Rule 80. of 80. 10% of people going to love it. 10% of people going to hate it. 80, people, 80% don't, 80% don't give a fuck. Yeah. That That's how I think where Toby is online. Where like, yeah, I get it. Hardcore kids look at this and go, what is up with you and Josh Brolin? What, what, what's going on here? Yeah. But I He's think, an old punk. But I think, yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> He's not rich, kid, rich kids on LSD. Yeah, yeah, supposedly. The but, but the... Oh, yeah. uh, doesn't exist huh? in any photos, but was in RKLS, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He claims yeah. to be in in, in RKLS. He's like the drummer or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no photos, but whatever. Anyway, the point the point is that's a weird fucking reach. That's a weird flex. Like I was in this fucking punk band that no one knows. Like, it's weird because people dispute it and try to use that. It's they like, do. Oh, they do. On. They do. Try no to photos, bro. It. They do try to dispute it. All right. You're anyway, um, but to maybe a Josh Brolin stan. Maybe Toby's the shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe if, Moby fans love Toby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moby and Toby. Moby and Toby. That's my new sitcom. So. Toe Jam and Earl, Moby and Toby. <laughs> Drug Church playing Olive Garden. Yes. I'm in Florida. Uh, Where Olive Gardens are necessary because there's not a lot of great food. Right. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was a little bummed. Like, there, I ate at a couple of good places while I was down in South Florida, but then a couple of real bad ones. I call it a food desert, I think. <laughs> True. I, so I was looking... And I say to my five-year-old son, what do you want to eat for dinner? He's like, I want pasta. I'm like, that's what you want. I'm like, how about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? Anything. Pasta. It's like, no, I want pasta. I'm like, all right, cool. He had been good. He was, I was like, well, I was like, you <laughs> know what? You yeah. I haven't eaten at Olive Garden since I was in Florida in 2005 on Righteous Champs tour oh, and had a terrible toothache and couldn't do anything. And a couple guys from the tour were like, we're going to go to the Olive Garden. And I was like, all right. And that was a treat in it 2005. Was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go. Fine. So I was like, went in Florida, went in Rome. Yeah. Hey. I went to Olive Garden. It was undoubtedly the worst food I've eaten in so long. Really? Worse than I remembered. Actually, there was one other time I was at the Olive Garden. Um, since then, I went to the Olive Garden in uh, central New Jersey, and it was a pretty good experience. It was a, <laughs> I went with. Uh, Thank God. Two, I thought we were going to lose two a women from a f- famous New York punk band, actually. So there we go. Um, but the food was so bad. He's going to leave. And I'll, I'll, off the air. And then, <laughs> then I, like, the woman sees me looking at this. I ordered some sort of pasta with a, like a pesto thing. I t- took a bite and I was like, oh, that's not pesto. That's bad. Is that pesto? It tastes like no pesto I've ever eaten before. Mm. And she's like, is everything all right? And I'm like, ah. She's like, is that not good? Like the waitress said, yeah. is that not good? I was like, she's like, oh no, that's the like, cat litter. I was like, I was like, no, it's really not that good. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want something else? I was like, sure, I'll just have like a um, pasta with marinara, I guess. And it was fucking awful too. Hey, look, so I, I, I'm never going back again. I've been one for the breadsticks. They were not great. How is, how I couldn't believe it, man. And this like, yo, just good. go to Bertucci's or Carabas, I guess. But Oof. Olive Garden's out. I won't wow. pay. I won't pay for Italian unless it's like some sort of girlfriend. If you're event. vegan, it's tough to pay for Italian. Yeah, tough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's make our vote. Um, Criminal Instinct, Fever. Ver- this is interesting. Verse Angel Dust, Rock the Fuck on Forever. I mean, I'm going Criminal Instinct. Yeah, it sounds like you're going Criminal yeah, okay. Instinct. Good. We got the easy yeah. one out of the way. I haven't even thought about it yet, so I'm thinking about it right now. 
I will revisit Angel Dust. Yeah. Sure. For, when, for, for you're revisiting it when we're in California at the park during yeah. a picnic. Right. Yeah. I got my shirt open. We're yeah. throwing a football nice. back and forth. You're going to be like, Bob, you know what? This is pretty good. It's All right. right. I have a Hawaiian shirt. It's open. We're I'm wearing a like a white t-shirt underneath it. I got goofy, cho- goofy sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, is is a Cubano a type of hat as well as other things? It's that- a sandwich. It's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. What's yeah. what's what's the hat that's like that like Pitbull would maybe wear? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I was Pitbull, what would I wear? Pitbull hat. Hold on, give me a second. Hold on. This is if this comes up like the clout bag, I'm gonna fucking freak out. Right Look now. up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, no it's we, just don't me get, we don't get a damn is thing. It a fedora? We don't. Get, no, it's not. It's slightly different. Whatever the fucking it's difference. A, it's is. a straw Google fedora. Cuban fedora. Oh. Uh, there's there's pit bulls wearing that type of hat, but it, wait, wait, let me see it. Is that the thing I'm thinking of? Like this sort of shit, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. What is that? All right. Hold oh, on. there's a photo of pit bull at the San Antonio rodeo. Uh, <laughs> wearing uh, is, it a, is it a trilby hat? A Panama hat? Panama. Panama. How did I get to it? I googled Cuban fedora. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're wearing one of those at the barbecue. Uh, uh, I that. I'm wearing a uh, a jersey uh, and yeah. uh, probably basketball shorts. Fuck it. You're gonna wear like a Puerto Rican flag jersey? Yes. Yeah, right. I'll go yep. full dad. I'll just have like a, um, a a polo shirt and and like uh, shorts that are maybe too short. We'll do that. That's cool. Yeah, you could that's you, full dad could go either too short or a little too long, a little past yeah, the knee I, or before. The, I had More my like significant other was like I would wear cargo shorts. Like no more cargo shorts. I can't do that. it, like, dude. They're utilitarian. They really what are you are. wearing? Full dad. What are you wearing for shoes? Are you going boat shoes? Are you going Jesus? You sip, should be going like, like sandals. Like, you should be doing boat shoes for the vibe, for the effect of this. But I have to go. I white have to new go. Yeah, I'll go New Balance. Fuck it. White New like that's uh, that's how that's all white New Balance. No, that? I'm gonna go old school. Uh, old. Reeboks, old school Reeboks with the like the, the nurse ones. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. It's a little bit more like curated death. Curated yeah. for this event, that'll be it, and I'll, I'll stand by the grill with the fucking stupid Just thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, going Angel it. Dust. This is closer than I thought it would be with Bab. Mm. I know. I'm going to go Angel Dust. Okay. Cool. Yeah, right. and and that's that's hard because I think of this batch of records, the Criminal Instinct Fever is the one that. Uh, really excited me on a deeper listen most but that Angel Dust record is fun and it's in, in a positive way fun alright alright so uh, congratulations to our totally academic doesn't count for anything winners listen to the records and then vote this is the end of bracket three of round one there of Mosh Madness